Hey guys, what's up? It's a podcast. We're here. We're in it. I don't know. We're just going to jump in with that. It's episode 31. Um, welcome to From the Sidelines. We got a special guest here tonight, Mr. Uh, Paul Stillard. But before we get to him, let's introduce the host. If you're new around here, we got our boy Stephen Hatch. What's going on, baby? We're back in action. Episode 31. Hell yeah. And then we also got the the man, the myth, the legend. I always got to call him that. Brando Baird. Ooh. Ooh. I like that. Dude was doing surgery today. Yeah, yeah, did a couple. It's all right. Uh, that's another story. That's another um, story. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then last Good but episode. not least, uh, we just want to thank our uh, um, sponsor for the tonight's episode. We have Liquid IV. So we'll talk about them more if I can find the front of the packaging. There we go. Uh, you can head over to their website, liquidiv.com, and use code mafia underscore mothfit. Um, you can get uh, 20% off and free shipping. So we'll talk about that more on later if you want more information. But, yeah, you can go check that out right now. So getting to our guest, Mr. Stillard. How are you doing tonight, man? I am doing good. That's the first time anyone's called me Stillard, for sure. Um, but I'm doing good. It's a Tuesday night. It's wet and rainy. It's been raining all week so far. Yeah. And um, Am I mispronouncing yeah. it? Or... Uh, to be honest, I don't know. No one's ever told me. It's like, this is how it is. <laughs> uh, I always did Stollard or Stallard, but it, I haven't ever done Stillard. Like nice it just kind of flows, yeah. No, that's that's yeah. the one I like. Um, so I'm gonna it's go like with it. Fancy Paul. It's like I need like this afterwards, or like yeah, you're, little, you're little holding your tea up. with like your pinky up kind yep. of thing. Yeah, sure. yeah, Paul, right there. Well, yeah, man. So, uh, I mean, we wanted to bring you on tonight. We we got a fuck ton to talk about as always. There's uh, well, I just feel like it's that time of the year. You know, first events coming up, layouts gonna drop so this close. week. So it's uh it's it's getting spicy tomorrow. um tomorrow night let's go oh, yeah it does it does drop tomorrow well, well if you're listening on patreon night. it drops tomorrow if you're listening oh, on the regular dropped. show it's been dropped and we've already played the event or actually no we're, we're about to go ahead to the event um but yeah the airport. so one of the you know obviously we wanted to talk to you kind of about some of the, the semi-pro stuff is you're going to be on that squad heading out to florida um but then yeah you know you you're wearing one right now but you got your own little headband company skull headbands that you've been working on for i want to say a couple of years now that i've known about yeah, this is, could have been yeah. more um but yeah and then also there's some just more other roster changes harris has finally been confirmed on the legion um and we also we've been playing a lot of among us so we got a lot of shit to talk about tonight um, so let's <laughs> let's jump right into it i mean first and foremost let's let's talk about school um because i think a lot of people kind of know about it, but it would be cool to kind of know, you know, your your side of the story. Big fan, yeah, dude. big fan, big fan, big fan. Check it out right here, Stroll Headwear. Yep. Uh, where to dive in? Stroll started during COVID, like everyone's latest hobbies. <laughs> um, it actually started out with uh, my mom was doing some sewing to make face coverings for like first responders and hospital workers right at the outbreak of coronavirus and there was a shortage like masks weren't available so she was making a bunch to donate to people and she had the sewing machine out and uh, we had a whole lot of fabric that she had left over from who knows what various projects they were from but um, I saw I saw the fabric laying around and I was like hey you know I've, I've helped you sew up some of these face coverings and I was like Kind of thinking to myself, I wonder if I could make a, a headband. You know, I had a Sandana headband at the time, and I was like, that's denim. This is denim. Like, why not? Let's see what happens. It should work. <laughs> yeah, and uh, that was kind of like the start of it all. Um, that was what birthed the idea. Uh, this is actually the first one that I created a set of. I gave this out to uh, 
uh, my teammates on squad in the year 2020 World Cup. That's actually where the uh, misspelling of Stroll comes from. The SQU is a tribute to squad, the team name. And nice. uh, and so yeah. I, another thing, you know, part of that squad kind of history, um, your guys' chant, have fun, don't die. It's on all the... Yep. All the packaging as well for school is that yep. was that from Squad or was that something that was like from school and kind of that was over? from Squad okay. and it was like just another way to to embrace the idea and kind of the personality of the team at the time and uh, it at at the time I was giving the headbands away and like coming up with the idea and making it when I was giving it to the the teammates I it wasn't something I thought of as like blossoming into really anything bigger it was just kind of like a very wholesome organic like close to home kind of thing and i was like happy to give it to everyone i was on the team with and uh the name the the slogan it's all just kind of it's all stuck with it (laughs) ever since yeah lifestyle now yeah it's not a brand mom it's a lifestyle okay (laughs) i agree it was never a phase (laughs) it's not a phase I'm not growing out of this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to play paintball a, and make headbands for the rest of my life. Let me, all right? let me just say, Paul, first off, I'm a huge fan of, I'm a huge fan of your headbands. You know, on the field, you, those are the only headbands that I will wear. Seriously. Uh, dude, after this past weekend with like the weather and everything, dude, my headband, that's like great. It was like black with all the turf and everything. All I remember. It. <laughs> God. But dude, so I put my headbands to a beating. And uh, so I just legitimately think that they're meant for the long, the long haul. So I, I'm a big fan of your brand, Paul. I appreciate that. I put a lot of time into them, so that's kind of the uh, the the goal is for them to last. So, Brando, what are you wearing? They're, what are you wearing? They're good there? quality. Hey, yeah, this is this is the debut debut debut. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man, we all got one uh, last year uh, at the SAC NXL that we we ended up winning. That's Paul's true. debut yes, with us. Sir. It would be uh, it would be pretty sick if we could actually see it, but Brandon's webcam doesn't want to cooperate with us. Right now, so, <laughs> let me. Can I tell you where that name came from? Debut, where it came from? <laughs> where did it come from? It's got a dual meeting actually. So, uh, and this wasn't planned, but uh, well, part of it was planned, but not the dual, the the dual meeting, the duality of it. The first, the first meaning from the name was it was the first time I ever sold headbands at an NHL event. And that was the style that I made for the event. Mm-hmm. The second meaning was it was my first tournament playing with DMG, who I tried out for. The event was in August. Yeah. And I tried out for them all the way back in December. And for whatever reason, I hadn't been able to make any of the events prior to that. And that was the the first event where I got to play with you guys and sell headbands up in Excel. Mm-hmm. Dude, you started that event for sure. I remember... Uh... You running down the field in the very last point with a fat ass hit on your pack in the very front, <laughs> and you're just like, like, let's go! And we're just, he's like, off the field, just running off the field. Like, oh, I need to leave. <laughs> oh, okay. Luckily, we were good because we had so many people left. I don't even think it would have mattered. We were but, we were yeah, five up before I walked off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys but... said it. Was that that final point? Because I, I remember that you guys just full on with pops we're like all right pops play home everyone else run <laughs> and like yeah, every, you guys just ran down everyone games. else kill him pops hit the buzzer <laughs> yeah it was, it was pretty good that was an amazing that was an amazing event what a true experience with nico and his dad for but, real like, that's a real wholesome experience yeah winning a how cool they got to do yeah. that yeah, yeah. just like a paintball that. tournament in general so much has to go right for you to win an event yeah, and uh that? at the home field 
Yeah, and to do it with your your legit blood family members, like father son duo, and then you're you're the dad, and you get to hit the buzzer, like yeah, fire. You could have. How much would that have sucked if you got shot off the break, dude? How much would that have sucked? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, and uh, you know, I think there is something to be said about when you play whatever sport it is you know paintball you know there's there's other families and you know other sports baseball like the uh cal ripkins come to mind um but you know there's there's a reason why like we saw jaybo and debo both try out for the ironman and like want to go play with each other there's just something about it it's just it's more satisfying it, it it's maybe a little bit easier because you know that guy better maybe it's a little bit that harder boosted. like you know and you you see it all the time like we got the edwards brothers um the boyan brothers like um you, the jackson brothers back when like ac was was playing really well together so it's that was a good one yeah it's it, there is something to that <laughs> yeah yeah you don't really see you don't really see very many uh family duos in the pro league or in general right period. Mm-hmm. right i mean okay. you, i think you literally named all of them that i can even think of does uh, uh oh oh the new york the new york extreme ones oh okay. uh, the hussein, uh, hussein okay. uh, but harris now obviously and, harris is uh, gone now but Arslan, yeah. right now. however you pronounce they were arslan, I think arslan? That's how yeah it? something like that I think that's how you pronounce it. sorry man but man dude <laughs> Dude, shout out to Harris for making the Legion, bro. That yeah, was... no, and we were gonna bring that up a little later, but I guess we'll jump into it now. Um, yeah, no, so that's that's been confirmed by the Russian, you know, organization. It's been a whole bunch of troll posts and Harris posting um, some of the world's best porn acting that we've ever seen. Um, <laughs> did you guys see that post? Uh-uh. Oh my no. god, just go look it up. I don't know what thing it's. I think what it's on platform? Christian Rivera's um, Christian R- Riviera Media. Uh, I may be saying that wrong. Uh, sorry, Christian. But um, yeah, if you if you look it up on there, it's like a video of him like trying to pick a team. I, I can't even describe it. It's just it's one of those things you have to watch. Um, so go look that up if you're listening to the podcast. But uh, yeah, no. So Harris finally confirmed he's on the team, um, which is going to be kind of exciting. Uh, if you were paying attention to like Spick and Span earlier today, uh, he was talking about how it seemed, uh, at least from his perspective, Kirill and some of the other you know Russian players they wanted to kind of pick up someone who could help them kind of learn more of the American style of the game um, and of course you know this is all just third party information you know this came from Harris so I have no clue if it's true or not but that kind of seemed like his take on it is that they wanted him to come in and kind of help you know teach him you know how Americans play paintball as you know more a little bit opposed to how you know the Russian style and they're very methodical and kind of almost more individual uh, based system is now. They picked him up maybe. as a mole. Maybe. Maybe. He's infiltrating the system. Damn. I didn't even think about it like that. <laughs> They're just trying to this get green deeper, cards. This is deeper than paintball, boys. <laughs> it is deeper than paintball. I think uh, that's really interesting that that they're trying if they are trying to learn the american style of play yeah so i feel like the the russian style of play is just so like uh well it's so the way he was describing it and you know i'm kind of inclined to believe him as he has been practicing with them a little bit um they definitely seem you know to play a more individualistic style of game uh, it's not mm-hmm. as communication based it's not as like setting moves up for your other dude based um, and you can see that if you watch some Russian game film, like they definitely set up great breakouts and plans, but once they get there, it's, 
okay, maybe one or two words, and then I'm going to go run this dude down, or I'm going to snap him out. Like, it's more I'm going to just play such better individual paintball than him that we're still going to win that way. Um, and that's, you know, that's what Harris was kind of saying. They want to kind of not move away from, but implement more of, like, the team kind of, you know, the team paintball. Like, one of the examples he gave was just, like, you know, sm- uh, simple call-outs you guys use. Like, you know, hey, a side is dead. Like, you know, just one word call outs, things like that, that they don't necessarily think about as much because they they just look at paintball in a little bit different of a way. You know, I I mean, it, if that if that part is true, uh, they wanted to learn a, a American side of paintball or whatever, if they're yeah looking to, to grow their organization or, or and team and everything. Um, I I guess that makes sense. But it doesn't make sense that it'd be Harris. I mean, I, I mean like have... just from watching. Them, so like. like... A lot of people like to hate on Harris. Harris is a pretty good three. Like I'm not saying he's bad. No, no, no. I'm and, just saying that. But that also works out for them because that was a you know that's a position where they can put him on the field. He can be a three and he can you know be that voice in between. Whereas they're not you know as comfortable and used to that. Now again, I'm just speculating. But um, it, it, it I I do think that information could make sense like if that makes sense because i also i think harris's ability and skill comes from his knowledge of the game if you know more so than his athletics sorry harris we know you're fast we know all that stuff but uh i think i think your skill set is more your intelligence i don't know if you guys saw but uh russians lost sergey yeah and uh another player that's like uh, revo very interesting or was that? Um, I saw they definitely did lose yeah. a guy from. They definitely did lose yeah. a guy to Revo for sure. I, I Russian names. I never remember them. I'm so sorry. Cozy man, Rev. But yeah, Cozy. Yeah, Cozy. What Rev. he said. That's what his name. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So that's that's the kind of exciting roster news. I mean, shit, dude. The event is not this weekend, but next. Like it's so pretty much here. A week and a half. In a week, we're going to be flying. The only one layout weekend really kind of throws it up. It does make it seem like it comes out of nowhere. You're like, wait, yeah. Shit, we're about to go to an event. We're doing this. I'm excited, man. I think uh, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to legitimately be probably one of the, it's going to be the hardest paintball challenge that any of us have faced for sure. Right. I would say. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I embrace the challenge. I ain't a pussy. Right. So. We got to make sure that... show up fast, like really yeah. fast. Not yes. only like the event itself, right? Just the one weekend to practice the layout, but the jump in divisions and it's the speed. I mean, last weekend, that was the big adjustment for me was the speed. Oh. And uh, I think this might be a fast year. I don't know. It feels fast. I agree. It seems we have a lot less time of uh, obviously studying on the layout, right? Mm. So, um I just think now it's just come down to uh, who can learn it faster, right? And mm-hmm. there's going to be so many times where I think there's going to be – this is where the teams that get to play during the week are kind of going to throw a show, right? Because oh, sure. you're going to be able to see so many different bounce shots, right? Because it's like the average team, dude, when they're only playing on – on some teams only play on Sundays, right? But the average like NXL competing team is Saturday and Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's just a, only so much light in the day, right? So I think uh, – yeah, the teams that get to play during the week are definitely going to thrive for sure. I mean that that also goes back to I've said this point on the show before. Field owners, you know, install lights. Like, mm-hmm. you know, okay, obviously now there's less time, like there's less days that people have to play a layout. Well, how can you get people in? 
install some lights because that's more time in the day that normally they would not be able to play that. Um, and yeah, obviously there's an economic, you know, investment you have to make there, but I mean, hell just, you know, take PB fit into example. They get a lot of, you know, I would say they get a lot of their, you know, what, what's the right way to say it? Like, customers because they can offer stuff that's weird times like they have middle of the week paintball on wednesday night like there's mm. probably dudes who like yeah i would love to play but sundays i got to church you know like I, I usually have to do stuff with my wife on saturday i just i can't get to a field can you come you by wednesday night like stuff. you can still play a little bit you know like you can you can enjoy it so i think that's um you know that that is something that that could help maybe level that a little bit um because yeah you are right if you're an impact or you know you're you're a team in a division who can be like hey guys after we all get off school we're going straight to the field and we're drilling for six hours today like if you could do that great on you but obviously not every team will oh that's the dream man i wish can i, I ask you guys uh, your thoughts on something what's up yeah um i'm wondering so like this whole last year when uh when i was doing a lot uh, a lot less playing than i thought i would be doing a lot more watching than i thought i would be doing I was thinking about how teams prepare for layouts and how they practice layouts. And everyone's always excited to run points. And uh, Sundays, it always seems like that's all we do. We're running points. We're going to run as many points as we can get in. But what I didn't see was a lot of teams running drills. But I feel like the the quality time spent in drills kind of help you figure out like certain sides or places in the field or certain situations you might find yourself in on the field. So, um, and I don't have any like disposition as to how you answer this. I'm genuinely curious your thoughts, but what are your thoughts on running a full day of drills on, on a field layout compared to a full day of points on a field layout? So I, you go, go ahead, Brando. Go ahead. You go ahead, Brando. You handsome right. motherfucker. Um, I, I love drills. Like it, mm-hmm. growing up through all sports, it, it was drills. I they're tiring, but there's so much satisfaction. At least for me, there was so much satisfaction in it in being being able to do all the drills, um, break everything down piece by piece, uh, understand it, do it well, and then put it all together. Come game day, actual game day, um, and paintball. Oh yeah, the run of points is so much. You know, it's a lot more fun. You know, um, yeah, but I'm all down for drills, especially with this being a one weekend and, you know, um, depending on, on our opportunity of who we can, can or cannot play, uh, on the weekend, like, you know, if we're just stuck, just us playing us, I I think it'd be beneficial if we're just running drills, you know, three on threes, uh, 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 down bodies, um, you know, island drills, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. you know, run, running through a circuit, getting those those shots dialed in, you know, for uh, your specific checkoffs and everything, you know, yeah. um, I think it, it'll be key. Those circuit drills, dude, that Brando, we run, man, those get those get me go- gassed sometimes, not going to lie. Oh, my God. Workout. I want, I saw one thing that I wanted to stack on top of that one real quick is I think it's very beneficial like for the layouts to obviously play points, right? Because you get to be in those scenarios right live in a game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say, you know, sometimes at least from my experience, right, sometimes around like what, 1, 1.30-ish, that's where 
almost all the teams start to fall off, right? All the teams that like aren't like, you know, grinding, grinding teams, you know? Um, so that's when I would say when people start to, when the field starts to clear out and everything, that's when it's time to run drills after your, after your long points, when you have like some leftover paint, right? Cause obviously mm-hmm. um, it doesn't require a bunch of, uh, an expenditure of paint, right? Just to run some drills. Um, and plus, I think at the end of the day, you know, you're, you're completely fatigued from playing all day, right? It just adds on top of that, that wear and tear on your muscle memory, right? So I think, I think it's good. Teamwork, yeah. baby, makes the dream work. Inval well, and like in some, some things with drills, like you can't practice, you can't practice, you can't always practice everything in a drill. Like sometimes you have to be in a point to get that experience to figure it out. When we played last weekend, for us, it's like we can't get that speed of playing against another team that, that was that quick unless we're playing against a team that's that quick. Like we can't practice drilling for Agreed. that. Agreed. They had to come out and play against us for us to get the experience. And man, this past weekend was a wake up call. Hell yeah, man. Practicing impact, dude, that shit was awesome, right? Yeah. Um, definitely a completely different pace of game, right? Those guys, uh, those guys don't even have to think for their two man operations, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like, hey, I got it. All right. Bye. Right. And then, and then they're, it's out, right? They're already out getting wider and wider and wider, taking little ground by little ground, right? And if we get a kill, right, then, then they start to hunker down and they wait for you to make a mistake, right? Yep. Very, very methodical chestnut checkers team without a doubt and i see i see how they're so successful because god damn yeah. they're good they don't it's it's second nature to them that's uh, yeah uh <laughs> yeah it, it we have a lot to learn still it, tired from the weekend it mentally yes <laughs> yeah. mentally i am i'm tired i'm frustrated still again we i feel like we went in there with no expectation Mm-hmm. knowing what the situation was, you know, we're stepping up to the plate and it's goddamn impact. <laughs> and uh, even then it was still frustrating, you know, cause it, cause we're breaking all the points down. I felt like we were talking after the points and breaking it down uh, pretty well, trying to make the adjustments, but the adjustments mid game, it, it, they it were just, just too quick for us to, yeah adjust uh, as a team yeah i agree so what so what's up paul what would you what so since you're kind of you're not new you're not new to the team but this is going to be your first you know season with us consistently right so how yeah. what do you think of the team so far how's the how's the vibe how how you fitting in obviously we're on uh, what's up. i'm so glad you asked i have well first of all shout out mm. shout out to the one time um Yummy. i wanted to talk about yeah uh like Obviously, last year was a lot of more watching for me and more practicing for me. I kind of felt like like a red shirt in college would be how I would use that analogy um, for my introduction to the team. But I also got to watch the pro line a lot in the past couple of years. And even when I did my tryout for DMG, I originally was trying out for the pro line. You know, I was trying out for like, I'm looking to the sky. I'm I'm, I'm gonna like shoot for the stars kind of thing with my my tryout goals. But um, overall, I there's I'm so happy I ended up where I ended up. There's nowhere else I want to be playing paintball right now, and there's no other group I want to be playing paintball with. Uh, my belief in you all is tremendous, and it's because I see the cohesion you guys have as far as not just playing together, but you all are 
friends, if not family with each other. And you just, you legitimately like love and know and get along with each other. And I think that's really a really special, what's a really special bond that you all have that is really hard to find, especially when it's genuine. And I think that's what I appreciate most about this group. Um, the other aspect on a more personal side is I am an outsider, like just by, by association. Like I haven't been in the group as long. I'm new. I'm coming in. Like I can see how close of a group this is. Uh, but at the same time, you all have accepted me. So also I'm appreciative of that. I feel very respected. I feel like I'm also giving respect. A lot of you, I feel are, are enjoyable to be around. I, I did a long talking paintball with you. I did a long talking other stuff with you. Lately, it's been like Ollie's jokes and uh, kombucha jokes, but I'm learning how to get around those. You know, it's not all, it's not all amazing, I guess I would say, from being completely transparent with you. <laughs> but um, it feels like a, like a group of brothers, and I'm an only child. So Me too. Having, having brotherhood <laughs> is like... And so is AJ, which is kind of ironic because he's what like my hell? best friend. So What's yeah, it's, it's like weird how we all come together. But um, what I wanted to talk about the pro line last year, the past couple of years, we were talking about practicing impact at a high level. And, and there's like a, a level of playing that you can only get while playing in matches or within points. And it reminded me of teaching. So as a teacher, one of the things you learn about when you're planning lessons to, to deliver material to students so you can teach them appropriately is, is you have to meet them where they're at, like where they're physically and mentally able to learn and grow from, and that's different for every kid. But um, the idea is that if you don't challenge your students enough, they're going to check out. It's, it's, it's going to be too easy for them. They're not going to learn anything. Easy to understand, right? If you challenge them too much, they physically cannot learn what you are teaching them. So you have to find the middle ground. And that middle ground is called the zone of proximal development, Z, ZPD. And it was created by like some psychologist, <laughs> I believe, or some smart person. Uh, some guy that did the research. I, I want to say it's by Gotsky, but I don't know for sure. I should probably look it up. But the ZPD is different for everyone. But what I saw last, the last two years with DMG watching them play impact and dynasty was it was like the pro line was here but where they were being challenged was like out of their zone of proximal development it was too much of a challenge for them that they couldn't learn from it and there was no middle ground there was like no balance to them and the pattern that i saw with that team and why i ultimately think they got relegated was they were like practicing how to lose they were training every weekend on these layout weekends. All they were learning was how to lose on the layout. And it didn't matter how much time they spent, how much money they spent, how much paint they shot, how many times they broke down the layout or the plays. They might win a couple of points here. But overall, as a whole, every event, playing those top teams, I don't know if it benefited them. And in the meantime, I was watching them bicker with each other. They're mad. Tempers are through the roof. They're frustrated. Like... Learning is frustrating if you feel like you're not learning. Wow. Growth is frustrating if you're not seeing, not immediate growth, but at least some growth. And I, I, I feel like that was the downfall of the line that was above us, was they were, they were too far out of their 
their learning zone. It was too much of a challenge. It was too big of a bite for them. Yeah. And no, and I mean to co-sign that just a little bit, like that is a lot of what you saw last year with that group of guys. It would be a lot of emotions and frustration and not necessarily at each other, but it would come out at each other just because it's like, yeah. I have no one else to put this out at right now. And I'm just yeah. mad yeah. because we've lost 20 points in a row and we don't even know how we're losing. And yeah, that, that does cause a sense of almost um, uh, resentment almost towards the sport. Cause you're like, I, I, why do I suck so much? Like, yeah, I don't like, why get to enjoy this all the time. Yeah. Like, how are we losing all the time? Yeah. I'm supposed to enjoy this. And so, the 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 first year I watched them play, which was two years ago, is when I first started to notice this. And then the second year is when I really started to appreciate where I ended up within this organization and on this team. Is because the whole time I was watching the second year of them, this relegation year, I was watching that bickering, I was watching the outbursts, I was watching the tournaments live, watching them lose, and I was thinking to myself, like, thank God I didn't make this team. I'd be putting in all this effort, all this time, all this travel, losing, not having fun. And I, I just became so appreciative for the group I did end up on because I saw, I saw the contrast, right? Like I saw the bickering of the pro line and then I saw like the laughing and the smiles and the fun and the love on the, on the, at the time, the D3 line. And as an outsider, now being a part of that, this team who I've practiced side by side for the last two, three years, and now I'm a part of, it just felt like, I don't know, I don't know where else I'd want to be. Like, this is, it felt like the right next step. So I'm, like I'm really looking me. forward to this next year. It does, it does. And I'm born and raised in Sacramento, so this is another way to have home continue to be home. And it seems natural and organic and fitting, and I'm excited about it. Cool. Oh yeah, man. Well, you know me, dude. Uh, one thing that I that I've always respected about you, Paul, is you know we don't sugarcoat shit, right? Uh, yeah. We've always, uh, I've always been a fan of you because you you're a pretty hype guy like myself, right? You definitely hype me up. You know, like yo, keep your head up. Even even when we're having a hard day, it's like yo, keep your head up, right? Mm-hmm. And I've always appreciated that out of you, and uh, you motivate me, bro, and you inspire me. So I appreciate that, Paul. I'm glad Likewise, I'm excited to have you. I'm excited to have you a part of this team, dude, because it'll only amplify. Yeah. Right? Dude, it's like. You get that stat boost, bro, when you're playing with your boys, bro. Yeah. Get that plus five efficiency, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, the chronos don't shoot it. The chronos don't show it, but we're definitely shooting hotter because <laughs> we're together, without a doubt. I don't know if you, you want know. to say that a week before the event, but okay. <laughs> hey, bro, what the chronos? Premier says, field chronos refs says. are gonna be looking at you guys hard. Yep. Jesus. What the chronos says is what the chronos says, dude. Um, really quick, I wanted to go back with to the the ZPD that mm-hmm. you brought up um it's a good point i like that i, I yeah i don't know, just never thought of, or put thought into that um mm-hmm. in that way that's really cool and i think we could relate that to this past weekend with us you know because obviously we're punching above our weight class practicing impact you know it's too much information to us to really process and, and to implement um but then come sunday you know we were we were playing against you know other divisions, but we were still focusing on what our adjustments from the the previous day, you know. Yes. And felt like by the end of the day, it was it, it wasn't about winning winning the points. It was fixing uh, making the adjust the the correct adjustments that we mm-hmm. were not making the previous day. 
Yeah. And it felt like and, we all came together and did that. And there's nothing wrong with like assessing where you're at, right? Like it's not a bad thing to scrimmage impact, but to do it as your main practice. As like a consistent, yeah, I see what you're saying there. You're not going to grow. You're going you're gonna to like stunt yourself short. You're going to burn out. It's going to be about, like, too much. Like, give me about like the taste of losing, like just getting beat down every weekend well it's kind of like think think of it this way it'd be like take the worst you know worst team in the nba put them up against you know like the best that amazing warriors team that didn't lose a game and that's who they get a scrimmage against before they go out and play all their games so they get this amazing moral crush of like yeah we're just better than you and like you're gonna try you're gonna strategy you know strategize but you know we can just hit you know threes from half court and it's like what the fuck? And so instead of going into your event being like, oh, we have a chance. We're a good team. We're going to make this. You kind of have that thought in the back of your head of like, we just got fucked up for the past two weekends. So uh, what's going to happen here? Like, and, That's a valid point. Mental and mentality is it's huge. I think a lot of people almost skim over it. But it's importance in anything is is paramount. I mean, if you... Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, we always say it all the time, but look good, feel good, play good. Like that thing is real because you have that confidence. You know, if if you're going onto a field and you're going out to that primary bunker and you don't even want to look at your opponent, well, the first Mm -hmm. time you do, his ball is going to be right there waiting for you. And it's like that. You need to have that confidence of like, I am supposed to be here. I am as good, Mm -hmm. if not better, than this team, and I'm going to show them that. Yep. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like being the you know the one percent better you know right than the guy you're playing against so it's like you know it gives you a little bit of an advantage while still giving them respect you know what i'm saying you know it's like whoever's one percent better at that moment and that's the goal and that's the mentality to like get to the top i feel and i i think teams like we all want to be dynasties we all want to be impact so we all want to be you know like pick your favorite top pro team mm-hmm. but to get there like all those teams had to grow together and and it's it's good to have chances and opportunities to practice them but i don't think like at a dojo the the top black belt is going to be constantly training the brand new white belt and that's going to be like his all versus his all yeah this guy's not going to learn very much and this guy's just like (laughs) he's going to be toying with him no, that's that's a great ass point. Cause like, yeah, if if you go into a BJJ studio or something like that, and you're like, yeah, I'm new, they're not gonna be like, all right, so here is uh, MMA fighter, you know, Victor, and yeah. uh, he's yeah. been training all of his life. Good luck. Like, they're not gonna do that. Fighting bears in the snow his whole life. <laughs> yeah, like, it's like <laughs> welcome to our gym. <laughs> <laughs> and some gyms may do that. I I don't know. Maybe yeah. they just want to, you know, kind of okay now you're gonna learn but uh but yeah no that's yeah. it's not a good way to have people learn uh, uh, on their first attempt right trial by fire but you're you're burnt to a crisp crisp and you, you don't ever want to come yeah. back yeah. <laughs> thrown into fire but it's like a volcano yeah you know? it it's like lifting weights right like you got to lift an appropriate amount so the next day you feel sore but if you if you rep too much and you tear a muscle you're not no, growing you're good. injured like you have yeah. to find that weight that you can push and that's constantly going to change, right? Like your opponent's levels are going to change the better you get. But if you do too much too too soon, too quickly, uh, like you're now you're damaging yourself. Mm-hmm. And yeah. for paintball, for something that's fun, for like a release for us, for something we enjoy, like we don't want it to be damaging us. Like, 
Yeah, yeah and I agree. Another one of the points Let's I wanted speak to bring for up. Yourself. Oh, sorry, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but another one of the points I wanted to bring up, uh, you were mentioning there is like, you know, these, these, you, these, these teams, you know, the dynasties, the damages, the impacts, they've all been playing paintball since we were all 10. <laughs> like, that's yeah. the other thing you got to think about when I went back for that balls video and looked at a lot of archival footage, you know, the faces I saw, I saw Justin Cornell, Rainey Stanzek, young Marcelo Margot, Alex Goldman, like Billy all Bernaccio. these guys. Yeah. Billy Bernaccio, like. Uh, the young Colt Roberts, the young uh, X Factor. Like, you see these kids, and you know they're men now, but they were kids back then. It's like, well, yeah, they've they've been doing this for their whole life. That's why they are so good at it. And if you mm-hmm. have only spent maybe a fraction of the time and kind of expect to be at that same level, it's gonna be a harsh wake up call. I agree. Are you a little delusional? <laughs> maybe <laughs> you, like... you might be. <laughs> and uh, I think that practicing impact i mean we practiced impact in the past right but we didn't get like you know an entire day right mm-hmm. when you get an entire day obviously you're gonna get beat on some a lot right um but i i don't think at any point did we were we like obviously we were frustrated but at any point did we not think like oh man i'm not having fun anymore right uh, the entire time right we're still having fun it's like because right at some points but we would get it down to like a we would get it down to like a two-on-two right and mm-hmm. uh, we keep grinding, keep grinding. And then it's like, oh, fuck, that one little mistake is what cost us, right? Cognitive so, close enough. Right? So it's like, I think for us, we're, we're having so much fun learning that it's like, ah, even though we missed it by a single mistake, right? Let's, let's, try, let's try to get ourselves in that scenario again and fix it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're just constantly going back and analyzing every single thing we do, right? Where it's like, uh, there were a couple moments, right, where it was like, where it was you and I, Paul, where, uh, or I was watching and it was you and Logan. And I was like, yo, Paul, I think you probably should have been a little bit closer to him, right? At, th- mm-hmm. at this spot right here, right? And we're just learning, we're just learning at uh, a sink or swim level now, right? Because, you know, you can't make those mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> you give an inch, they're going to take a yeah, mile. Yeah, I mean, I, one of the things I've said to you a lot this offseason, even at the field hatch, is, uh, you know, like you've been saying something about a team, and I'm like, well, yeah, you think Distortion's going to do that? You think Blast Camp's going to do that? You think PB exactly. Fit's going to do that? And it's like, it's just reminding you because, you know, I, I don't I don't think you don't know, but you guys are stepping up. Like, you guys are going yeah. from kind of the, we take this serious, but we're still kind of new at it, to the, okay, this is our life. <laughs> like, this is yes, everything. Exactly. Like you, you guys have made that switch, and it's it'll be interesting to see at the first event. Um, You know, I, I'm not, you know, I, you know I, what's the way I say it? I think you guys have prepared for it in the best way you can. Like there has been seriousness. There yeah. has been hard practices. There has been We're the... transitioning into those teams that you're that you're mm-hmm. that there you're has been off, the right? will that you've been trying to put in this offseason. Of course, first year, first event, maybe you guys go into 0 and four. Um but you know, I, I don't think happen, that bro. yeah anything can happen. But I also think that would be the best thing for you guys. Cause I think you guys are a team that would take that and be like, All right, like that's we gotta learn. Like let's let's in figure the vault. it out. Yeah. In the vault. So uh you know, I'm 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 excited no matter what happens for the first event, just to kind of see how you guys are able to to handle these, you know, little more experienced, little these more kind teams. of solidified semi pro organizations. Yeah. There, are, there not, are no easy games. I don't know about you guys, but like personally, on a personal level, my first goal going into the season is to win a point. Yeah. And it's then good, like from start, there it's yeah. like win a match. <laughs> and then from there it's like make it to playoffs, right? Like have a positive, a winning record. And uh, 
it kind of builds from there. But this is That's, this is new territory. <laughs> this is like brand new for us, you know. I mean, relating that back to, to Valorant, I was watching a match the other day and, and one of the commentators was like, you know, they're down nine rounds right now. Their thought isn't, how do we win this game? Their thought is, how do we win how one? Do we like, what do yeah. we do to win a single round? And yeah. then that was, that, go was from us there. that was us an hour and a half. <laughs> yes, it was. was yes, it was. That was a rough game. We don't talk <laughs> that about <was>. that. <laughs> God damn, I fucking love Valorant. But man, the learning experience that uh, we're forced to have yeah. It's just nothing but excitement, at least with everybody that's on the team. I can see it in everybody's eyes, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like everybody wants to be there, right? Everybody wants to make it that threshold where it's like, okay, we're having this just for fun to like, this is our shit, right? Well, and that's and where like, the fun starts to be when you get better and you start competing. Winning's fun. It, it's in the challenge of like overcoming the failure, of overcoming the obstacle. And so like, yeah, that weekend was hard, and at times it was frustrating. And you're you're really in it, but it didn't feel it didn't feel dark. It wasn't uh, too upsetting or too depressing too depressing to where people started checking out. It wasn't toxic to where people are malicious or negative with each other. We're all scrambling to find answers, but at the same time, we're like still looking out for each other and like, hey, keep your head up. Like, hey, good job. Yeah, it didn't go the way you wanted, but like this, this, and this happened. Good job. No, that's not what I wanted. No, listen to what I'm saying. This, this, and this happened. Good job. No, I don't listen. Good job here, here, here. Okay, thank you. Like that's, the struggle is there. I know what you're talking about, Paul. The struggle is there, but it's not it's not we aren't suffering, right? Like we're struggling, but we're not suffering. I think there's a difference between the two. Very and I good think we have help. a lot like of good it. we have a good a good mentality as a team to learn and grow as a as a team which I think will separate us in the long run. Mm-hmm. I agree. And, and uh, Brando, correct, correct me if I'm wrong, right? Since you were there last season, it's like, dude, now uh, we do, we have like almost a completely new roster than we did last season, right? For, completely different yeah, personalities. I mean, yeah. Um, a lot of people came and went. Some did. I mean, yes some and came no. And went, a lot of the but... guys who came have been around the field, um, just from my perspective. So it wasn't like it was completely new faces. Um I hate to say it, maybe AJ is probably the one that is the newest, um, just because I know like Paul has played with you guys before a little bit, but I, I don't mm. know how much he has. Um, but yeah, I mean, AJ's taking it like a champ, we, right? There are times where mm. he was obviously a step behind, right? Well, obviously with our calls and everything like that, right? And just our, our team, and just familiarity, right? yeah, exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. right? He didn't mm-hmm. know the voices, didn't know, didn't know, you know, like the really fast calls, like the switch calls, right? Mm. And, uh, it's definitely showing, but now that it's like he's getting more comfortable, right? At least I've there have been times where me personally in a match where I'm like, I'm looking around, I'm like, uh, all right, everybody shooting the same way. Fuck, AJ, look this way, right? You mm-hmm. know where it's like establishing that connection, right? And that's where um, the decent teams become good is establishing the connection for sure. And You're just that trust. And just to finish yeah. my thought, all I was gonna say is AJ was one of the newest guys, but the other guys who came in, Caden, Logan, you know, like guys from the organization, Micah, like. You, they're your guys' brothers already. Like, that yeah. wasn't really, like, a new player for you guys. I would agree. I would agree. And I know Logan played with you guys the last couple of years, but, I, like, Caden coming up, he hasn't necessarily been on that same roster. So it's Yeah, he was stunting on his team, right? So it's like, at some point, I was like, yo, Papa Cedar, yo, uh, let's think about picking this kid up, right? Because obviously, when he's stunting on his team, right, why would we not? Mm-hmm. we got to feed the camp yeah. somehow. Yeah. And, uh I'm glad I'm glad AJ's a part of us now. I think uh I think he's gonna be a good teammate to have 
because I'd definitely rather have him on my team than play against him for sure. Right. Obviously, yeah. you know, there have been times where me and him are shooting the fuck out of each other. That is what it is, right? Love that shit. Um, yeah. So, I mean, bef- that whole rant, there was a lot of things you brought up. Uh, not really a rant, sorry, more a monologue. But um, you brought up the the teaching side. Um, and I did actually want to ask one thing about that. Um, so last year, or was it last year's World Cup, or was it the World Cup before already? Two years. Um, Maddie, Maddie did, they gave a little shout out to uh, you mm-hmm. and your class, and um, mm-hmm. I love what you did. You you had them like react, fake react to it because the actual reaction wasn't very good. That was that was cracking me up. But I mean, yeah. what's the story behind that? Uh, so I was, I think this what event was this? I want to say it was philadelphia philly okay maybe i thought I it was, it was philly cup, last maybe year i'm wrong was it world cup and we won mm, i don't remember yeah, i don't think so i can't i can't remember off my like top of my head i don't either, remember in the past but anyways, at an event <laughs> what i remember is so like last year i was working at a different school um i was teaching a different grade level i was teaching third and fourth grade combined and it was during that time when I just started working, and I started working there in March, so like March, April, May-ish. It could have even been the first event of the year, mm-hmm. um, but I wasn't there. And uh, yeah, I was like typing in the Go Sports chat. I was typing on the Messenger. I was typing on Instagram, like Maddie Marshall, Rich Telford, like someone see this, please. Like I want to try to get a shout out. We're going to time out in the day to watch the event. Like why not? And finally, I got a hold of Rich, and I asked him to do the shout out, and he was like, "All right, we got you." I was like, "Yes, let's go." So, nice. uh, I remembered it didn't happen during the first match because the first match I spent all morning trying to do it to happen before the match started, and we missed it. And I was like, "Ah, shit!" But we got for the second match. So we're watching the second match, and I let my I let my kids know ahead of time. I'm like, "Hey, I got a shout out for us!" Like listen up and i'm i'm gonna record it and i don't tell them that i'm gonna record it because i want it to be a surprise but <laughs> as rich is starting to introduce the the shout out and maddie starts to take over they're like we want to give a shout out to mr stollard's third and fourth and that was like all he said and the room just erupted like it was yeah. so loud didn't hear the shout out at all you heard like two words and the next thing i knew i had like Teachers from next door coming over and like looking through What's the window. On? Are you okay? It's yeah. like we're fine. It's good. Okay, just checking. Um, but so then, so then after they after they had all their fun and they got it all out, I backed it up, hit pause, and talked to everyone like, "Hey, can we actually listen to the shout out before we start being <laughs> so excited?" And they were like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do our best." So we pressed play again let the whole thing play out and then that was their reaction to that was after like actually hearing what was said to them for them no that's let's go that's awesome i like so that cool. <laughs> they're like eight and nine i can't blame them like yeah they were excited you know <laughs> that's the youth bro that's the youth they're gonna that's what it's all about i hope so. one of those kids is gonna be on an nxl field one day that'd be awesome the next like shredder just like i've seen i've seen this one kid uh who plays out in Florida, dude, who no joke looks like he is a young oh, man. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, um, he wears a Connor Kelly jersey. You know, oh, I've heard his name I before. His, I feel I don't know bad. his name, but 
I don't know his name. Uh, How old is he? Do you know? Like, what's his age? He's like Dude, eight, nine, like around that Yo. age. Oh too. wow! Like he's and he has like a full setup. He has he's a full, full setup, setup, and this kid sends it. This kid does not yeah. stop running, he is and I'm full running down respect, the street, man. Like it's right. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, same thing, uh, Christian, the guy who had some of that footage, the Harris video. Um, he is. I've seen some footage of that kid on uh, on his page as well. But um, that kid's a freaking beast. Okay. That yeah. he's gonna be a natural shout prodigy out. one day. For shout sure. out him. Shout out uh, little Nico Podesta. He's gonna fuck kids up Nico's soon. A beast. Yeah. Shout little out uh, a Cooper beast. down in Texas. That kid's a beast too. He fucked me up at Back Expo. Uh, yeah, dude. There's a lot of like young kids who are coming up in this game, and so I They're it is good. It's uh, what's our little words? Ev, man? That kid's gonna be one of the greatest, little Ev. Yeah, no, all, I just great. all I was gonna say, it's very encouraging to see. You know, you, we know mm-hmm. there's there is gonna be at least some type of next generation for this game. Mm-hmm. How big it will be, we don't really know yet, but we'll we know see. that there are kind of the the guys, the kids who are getting into it to try and build that. Dude, I I can't wait for when Noah's confidence on the field <laughs> matches his, his confidence, confidence off the, the field, field. because That's those are night and off, day, bro. and if he got those to match. Game over. I hate to say it. Noah kind of reminds me of Bear. Like a young bear who just, you know, is so confident in himself. And it's bleached hair. It's crazy. Like I'm I'm jealous. Like, can I get four percent of your confidence, Noah? Like that's all I need, bro. I love little Noah, dude. He's like, he's always like, "What's up, Patch?" He gives me the f- fattest fist bump, dude. I love oh, that. Sad ass Noah. He's a he's a really good kid. He really is. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you know, not a lot of kid, not a lot of kids, you know, wanna come out to a paintball field on their weekend right obviously i know noah's a gamer he's in my he's in my discord right i i know that little kid's a gamer right so uh it's nice you know seeing him at the paintball field where it's like all right at least not every kid just wants to sit inside and play video games all day right Mm -hmm. obviously i'm a gamer i want to do that shit well and i think that's also a little bit of a like it's a miss uh god i can't think of my words right now it's a miss like summarization of it because i think a lot of kids play Mm -hmm. games because that's what they have access to they don't necessarily have access to go out and play sports and shit like, you know, our generation of kids kind of did. Um, you know, some of that's COVID, some of that's funding for stuff. Like, there, there's a whole big conversation there that I don't really want to go into. But I do think mm-hmm. that is some of it, too, is like, well, I can play Fortnite. It's on my piece. Like, I, it's here. I can do that. And I don't know. Yeah. Other things may not be as easy. I remember throwing yeah. a football in the front yard, man. The good old days. Yeah, I used to play catch with my dad, bro. Can't I'm sorry. When you said that, I imagined you like... Can't relate. Throwing a football by yourself, yeah. Uncle going to where it lands, <laughs> running to it, sure. picking it up, and throwing it back. Dead ass, dude. The sad part is, I would try to do that, dude. At least oh, I just realized why. That's so yeah, dark. Bro. Oh yeah. god. Yeah. It is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> yeah. It is what it is. Hey, I had some neighbor. I had some friendly neighborhood kids that would, you know, throw f- throw a football with me every once in a while. Okay. It just sucks, sure. you know, having no dad. You, 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 you there it is. Just, there it is. You threw like a hey, dog, I played basketball by myself every day, so like I did okay. it. Okay, at least you got the net catching your ball, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, bro. <laughs> you got the net catching your hopes and dreams. Jesus. Uh, oh, shit. But, That's you good. Know, it is what it is, right? Important Hell yeah. So, so, Paul, with, with with you teaching and everything, I think it, it translates like really well to – uh, um to the team uh to our team you know it pro- probably has with with uh actually you know talking with other squad players like it, it has like translated to, to every team that i guess you've been a part of mm-hmm. um but it's something like i think we all can very much appreciate how like your calming 
uh, the calming factor of you being able to come in the pit and and bringing everyone together, and it's like you you don't have to tell us to like, hey, shut up, mm-hmm. like everyone listen. It, it's it's hey, you know, everyone shut come, up. yeah, it, quiet coyote, hey, everyone come quiet here. coyote, <laughs> yeah, yeah, everyone come here. Uh, One, let's two, three eyes to, on me. Yeah, One, you know, let's listen to the play. <laughs> and like, I don't know. It, it might it might be a, the fact that you are like you know the size of a giant. You know, it's 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 whoa. Oh. Whoa! All right. God damn! I um, say it like that, bro. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's, he's pretty tall. We're, we're short dudes, Hatch. Um, yeah, you guys are. Hey, yeah, yeah, whatever. The bottom um, part of the screen is the tall portion. The top part is the small portion. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. How does it feel? How does oh, it? How? Fe- oh, yeah. <laughs> How does hey, it feel dude. to actually get something off the top shelf? I don't know. It feels great, bro. Dude, I still get his steps still, bro. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I have the tallest guy, but I'll still use a step stool. Just that little gangsta two-step. Little top, top. Yeah. Mm-hmm, um, but do you notice it, or is it something that, that just kind of came naturally for you, or, or, or is it something that you kind of focused on on doing, or how that come about? Uh, yes, to both of those things. It is something I'm, I'm, I'm working to be more intentional about. It's also something that I've always kind of found myself doing, like without being aware of it, um, especially in sports. That's where I noticed it was sports. It was um, like I was always stretching out players, always leading warm-ups. I always found myself like being a captain or or being... You're out here stretching dudes out? Yeah. Damn. That's some commitment, bro. I appreciate the stretch outs. Hey, no one else mm-hmm. does, but I appreciate that, it. And that's that that footage I have of uh freaking Blake going going for uh, Yosh, getting his uh, his hammies all warmed up and shit, dude. That's that's, a, oh, that's I don't that's mean like right like that. I don't mean like pulling up some other dude's legs. I, mean, I just mean like that, leading the stretches we do. Nah, that, that's team love. <laughs> I, I think that's what you meant. You're, you're you're getting in there. You're looking at him in not the that eye. I've wrapped up my teammates' ankles before with like I like not like I wouldn't do it, but. Um, <laughs> We'll be expecting that from now on now. Yeah, no. Paul's prime. Paul is now the athletic trainer of DMG. I am here to serve. So (laughs) here you go. I'm I'm a warrior, a servant, and a fool at your (laughs) dispensal. I appreciate you. Let's go. Uh, But yeah, it's it's something that I do focus on. I do think there's a lot of value in like bringing people together. So my, I would say my focus isn't on like, Oh, how can I be this leader? It's like it's rather like how can I pull everyone in to how can we all get on the same page? Like that's where the mindset arms, comes from. Close for sure. Sometimes it's like that. Sometimes you have to pull people physically <laughs> in. Yeah. But um but like one of my favorite moments that I've had so far with this group was uh and it kinda goes in line with what we're talking about was the finals of Sacramento NHL where before they started. We had oh. the D three and the D4 team huddle up in the pit and the energy in that group and being able to call out a chant and everyone's yelling it back and the eye contact and just the the whole moment of it all was a really strong feeling. Yeah, that lose. After that was Dude, the other pits were shaking in their timbers, bro. I'm telling you that. Shivering that in was timbers. magical. Shaking in their boots. Magical. <laughs> yeah. There's I no loved that moment. The other pit, there's no way the other pit was going to win. 
and that's not a chance i mean so it's funny because that's a, it's a little bit off topic but relating to that that's one of the things that you know I, i'm not a big soccer fan but there are parts of european football that i think are really fucking cool and that's the, the crowd one. energy and the at the drop of a hat Forty thousand dudes will all sing this chant that every single one Everybody of them knows, knows by heart, and it's like, what the fuck just How? happened? Like, it's, yeah. it is so fucking cool. So I, yeah, I, I feel that that like just energy that you can't really mm-hmm. put words into. It's just this like kind of sixth sense almost. It's it's yeah, it's it's very powerful. You're like so, tapping into like your your ancestral roots it's like the haka before a rugby yeah, match yeah. and everyone behind you is like war cry ready and uh, it's dude, just i was ready to hunt some mammoths for sure bro <laughs> dude, if Cave i Man ever style. had to to play against the new zealand all blacks and this fucking dude is like eating my heart in front of me imaginarily i'll yeah. be like yeah we're good i'm just i'm not gonna play the game like go. that dude's about to kill me i'm gonna i'm walking mom, away I my mom called yeah i, I gotta go home <laughs> So, but but also on the other side of like being more intentional, um, I think one of the biggest challenges I will have personally with the transition up is at the D3 level where we were at, I felt confident. Like I can get a baseline, like we can put three guys, make sure all the zones are checked off, like you're watching Snake three to middle, like we can come up with a plan and it's good. At this higher level, there's a faster pace and there's a little bit more moving pieces. And so trying to to learn that while also bring that that togetherness that I'm looking for, I have to really do a good job of staying present and with everyone, even though individually I'm trying to learn and catch up as well. I think that's my my biggest challenge in front of me is like how how do we all stay together? And maybe not. It's not. Maybe it's not just a personal thing I do. Maybe I'm asking all of you for help, and that's going to be one of the lessons along the way that I need is is being more vulnerable and, and asking for help and not feeling like I have to do it all on my own. But that is that is my mindset going into this. It's like how do I learn and then also be an effective leader or or teammate because that's the goal. I want to go through this together with all of you. We're all yeah. in this together. Cause we know that shit, dude. And, and, and we see that. Hey! Okay. Uh, but moving on. So yeah, we're we're all in this together. Um, corny ass high school musical jokes. Uh, but yeah. So okay, it, it does seem like some of the the leadership that you're trying to impact is a little bit intentional, maybe a little bit not. But yeah, no. And, and I think a lot of that comes from you being a teacher. You know, like we were saying, because I think. Being able to teach and being able to coach are skills in of themselves. Um, mm-hmm. Just because you're great at something doesn't mean you can teach it. I mm-hmm. I will 100% admit right now I, I suck at teaching. Like I'm I'm not very good at explaining to someone what is going through my mind and what I'm trying to do when I'm doing something, because a lot of it is just kind of like natural flow and like it just kind of happens. So it's harder for me to be like, well, I'm doing this and that does this and, you know, all that examples. Um, so it is, I think, you know, having someone like Paul who, you know, he has kind of that, you know, like very strong can help break something down and make it more relatable to all the guys. Um, I think that is a very, you know, beneficial thing to have. I agree. And the fact that you can break it down to me, like I'm eight, dude, Hell explain yeah. like i'm five with everything hey when the blood's flowing and there's tons of paint flying at you and you're covered in paint that's sometimes how you need to hear it that's like where you're at 
I agree. And I, I was telling, I was telling uh, Gage and some of my other friends about how uh, I was like, okay, we still, we still have a communication barrier, right? Obviously with our team, right? Cause like the way, like with, like with you and Logan, Paul, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like, dude, I'm the trans. I had to ask bro. for help on yeah, Sunday. I'm right? like, I need you both here because I need to talk to Logan and I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know how. You, did you really? That was literally a millennial <laughs> to Zoomer moment. Like, I, I don't know how to communicate. And, it, and the thing is, we got, we eventually, after like a five minute talk, we got to the common ground where, where everybody understood, right? Paul's like, okay, obviously now I should have been up there with Logan. And Logan's like, okay, obviously now I should have been on the attack a little bit more, right? It's, it's, it was very productive, if I'm being honest. The funniest part about that whole conversation is I pulled both of you over so that I could have your help hatch with talking to Logan. The funniest part, Logan and I never talked. <laughs> I talked to half. I tried to get Logan's attention. I said something to him. He got bird brained and paid attention to something else. I lost my patience and you had to talk with him after I left. And yeah. then after that, it was all fixed. <laughs> we got to a common ground together. Yeah. That's so funny. Oh, dude, the things you don't think about playing with a ADHD zoomer on your team. Like. Dude, Logan, that kid is a character. I don't dude. know how that dude is able to, like, have all the equipment he needs for his job every day. Like, how does he not forget something? Like, oh, my god, How gosh. is he not poisoning himself? I, I don't want to dox him too much, but, yes, that, that is a valid point. How does he not I, do that? I would agree. I'm going to ask him that one. He, but he knows he's, – uh, he's like, dude, I know all the ratios for all the chemical imbalances and for the water ratio. And I'm like, all right, bro, relax. Okay, so if anyone ever gets poisoned around Logan, um, let's let's all just you know kind of question him first. I'm feeling like it, it, it might a, not be a coincidence. I, it might be Micah, actually. I think the thing is. The, Wait, so do you the, think do you think Micah would be doing it and then self-reporting to try and get Logan? Play Among Us. This is the hard part. It's because now that we play Among Us so much, dude. Bro, I don't know who the fuck to trust anymore, Dude, bro. We've, so for the podcast <laughs> listeners, we've been playing Among Us like the past couple nights uh, when we have like a lot of people in the Discord will jump in. I don't trust anyone anymore. <laughs> like the yeah. amount of gaslighting and just horrible shit that comes from that game. Oh my God. Dude, you just don't trust actors, anyone. Dude. Seriously good actors we got in our on our team. <laughs> Micah some, almost some got us last act- night, bro. Yeah. Mm. The thing is, that motherfucker, dude. I was his partner. He killed somebody, and y'all blame me. And I'm like, bro, are you kidding me, dude? Hey, well, that happens. What the uh, hell? It happened to. Uh, I was with Logan. The same exact thing happened. I killed uh, Michelle right off the rip, and then someone else found oh, it, and man. they're like, "Oh, it was Logan." And I'm like, "Well, he is a traitor, but he uh, didn't do that one." <laughs> and then the thing is, if you defend him, they're like, "All right, well, well, that was you me. too, yeah." Right. So you're just you like, the guy who just gets voted out, you're fucked, right? Any kind of logic that you think you have dude you got to throw it out the window when it comes to playing with us pretty much there is like there is no sense of team anything it's every man for his goddamn self <laughs> including ak being a third imposter most of the time yeah ak is like well i know i seem pretty sus right now but like it's not me i'm like dude come it's on it's not me bro. but it's also this person because i'm 100 percent positive they weren't there we vote them out the game still is going it's well, like, I guess oh, it wasn't them. Oh. <laughs> like, and then, goes, and then he goes, "All right, well, if it's not them, vote for me." Then it's like it's not them, and I'm like, "Fuck, do I vote for him?" <laughs> it sounds like playing against walk-ons at Capital Ledge, like when Dude. the when the advanced bit. walk-on group comes up, and you're <laughs> like, "Shoot, this isn't gonna make any sense." <laughs> yeah. yeah, they just they just run everywhere, and we just have no idea what to do, and then they just somehow yeah. shoot you in the back. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, it's, it's funny you think of that like you know relating back to video games but if you see like a pro in that game play against someone who's very bad at that game the very bad person can almost win because of just how random they are because it's like I, I i can't predict you like I, I you aren't doing anything that you logically should be doing so thus like i'm actually now scared <laughs> like the dinner's left big brain movement right that when it's just like walks at you like a zombie you're just yeah. like it's like, you know what, an MLB pitcher, dude, he's expecting a 95-mile-an-hour fastball, bro. You underhand that bitch, he's like, oh, he doesn't know how to hit it, dude. That guy has no idea how to hit it. Uh, I think an underhand is a little bit too generous there. <laughs> that I think that's going 450 out of the yard. but um, generous. Right? <laughs> yeah, like, no, no, you're right. That's our changeup. I was going to say, that's why there's changeups and fastballs, yeah. So you can, yeah, kind of get people you know? off. But no one wants to hear about baseball. God, I love that sport, Not, but fucking mm-hmm. no one does. Um. <laughs> baseball is lame bro no you're 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 wrong baseball baseball um but yeah so i mean among us it's been it's been a lot of fun uh kind of seeing who we can trust and who we can't trust um oh also also shout out to papa cedar imitating brandon last night uh taking his full identity Uh, it confused me (laughs) i was very confused the only thing the only difference was the fucking snowman the snowboarding goggles dude he changed uh, that. He eventually no, he changed, changed that. that. Yeah, Brando had the fucking the surgeon thing that, that surgeons haven't used in like three hundred like years. Mirror? Yeah, yeah. Is that what it was? was Is that to yeah. like? It's for light, right? Can you educate me, Brando? Can you I think so. I don't know. I, I, mean, I my guess is I think it's, it's for light, so you could reflect, reflect light off like and then go oh, down. Because you know how most surgeons or dentists or something they'll have like some type and of back headlamp. then they didn't have a headlight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because like Brando, do you wear got headlamps in in your in your surgical room? Um, it would like when we we do like total total joints. Yeah, we put like helmets on and with, they have fans and and lights in them. Oh, oh, so you got the like, oh, okay, you got the full hazmat yeah, the suit going on. Yeah, Essentially. okay. I've seen this on like Grey's Anatomy, and I've read this online. But has it ever? Have you ever run into like a person with like toxic blood that like no. in the air? Is that no. like what? Okay. what? That's the um, thing. It's, it's happened. It's happened. It's happened. Yeah, but I haven't. Okay, I would just I would just genuinely curious. Toxic blood is in like it has a parasite or something in it, or is no, it, no. Like, it's releasing stuff into the air that like it made people like pass out in the room performing surgery. I forget exactly what, what it was, that? but it's it was. Oh, man, what was it? I don't I I don't remember. Look Some it up. type of toxic blood. Here we go. Weird chemical gas or something, but hmm. That, oh, okay, that makes no sense. All right, well, now we're going to do the episode or the part of the episode where we pretty much become a scrub show and talk about, or no, sorry, house, not scrubs. <laughs> we talk about some weird medical procedure where uh, we need to, you know, lobotomize him or something to cure him. Damn, dude, okay. So Gloria Cecilia Ramirez uh, was a woman from Riverside, California, who was dubbed the toxic lady or the toxic woman by the media when several hospital workers became ill after exposure to her blood. Like, skin contact like i, I guess exposure is like, the thing that's they, weird like just they, in the uh, air like just airborne yeah they were doing surgery on her and like just in the air it made it but that also doesn't make sense as anyone in a surgical room would have some type of this is a long time so okay back in the day okay if it was back in the day that makes sense she was time frame between uh she was born january 11th are you are you telling me right now that there's surgical technicians who are not wearing some type of like airway stopping device. I mean, it's a, it's our mat the mask. The, yeah, it, 
it protects it's it protects something. me from splashback but it, splashback, it more, i like that yeah, splashback you know and, but uh, more importantly it protects the patient from my germs yeah because that's the but oh, i'm still breathing big... in i'm still breathing oh, in the same saying. air yeah because that is the... so anything airborne it's still coming into me damn yeah. question are are surgical rooms do they have filters in them at all Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they have like HEPA and all that. Like... Yeah, so that there's there's um there's a, a certain airflow. It's it's high pressure in that room. Oh, so, so that way it stays in the room and it doesn't. It, it yep, air's being being blown out. Uh, it so you open the door and air rushes out instead of air coming in. Mm-hmm. So that okay. the yeah. the room stays sterile. And so that way stuff goes there, out. There's a certain yeah. airflow. Yeah. Dude, look at all this this smart stuff that you know we people think about to, got, to help save you I when got you gotta a, get a, something removed. I got a thinker. How many uh, how many gunshot wounds have you worked on, <laughs> based out of none. the location you're based out of? None. None. Oh, so none goes, oh, none, okay. None, no but that does not your work. No. Oh, not yet. Damn. Yeah. Oh, is yeah, that like a promotion? Like, like you go to the trauma uh, unit or? <laughs> I got something in the pipeline. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Dude, Would it involve a move or? No, no. I could stay where I'm at now, uh, working nice. in, a, in a different city. Okay, um, but still close enough that it's yeah. That's good. Yeah. Hell yeah, bro. All right. Well. Okay. Good for Brandon. Brandon's making moves out here. Let's go. Hell <laughs> yeah. Know to operate on me for sure. Yeah. No, that hey, is kind of like over. I got life supplies. goal. One time, <laughs> like, just let Brando open me up. up. See what's on the inside. Yeah. I get hurt on the paintball field. I know Brando has my back for sure. Oh, I got everything in my bag. But really? um, uh, it, so I did see someone in the uh, the operating room that was like, "Holy shit!" Like, hey, it, it was my it was my fiance's cousin's girlfriend, and it was I recognized the name. It, it, I just saw the name. I was like, "Oh, that's a familiar name." Uh, and then day of the the surgery, they wheel her in and like. I you know I write on the board really quick with the time they they enter the room and I turn around I saw the birthday and the name I'm like no I turn around and we're like what the fuck hey it it, it was like you know the Spider Man meme of like oh yeah like, like the pointing, the pointing? Like, yeah wait. we're pointing at each other yeah wait. we're like hey hey <laughs> it's you wait yeah. <laughs> okay that, that's funny bud um no I was thinking it'd be hilarious if like someone gets like a, a scrape or something out at the field and you're like going in your bag you pull out the like old World War II like congratulate or con- congratulate yeah that like and you just yeah. throw it in there it's like combat medic Brandon <laughs> I want to see I want to see Brando you scare the shit out of a kid where it's like it's like a little boo boo and then you pull out like a fucking bone saw and you're like all right it's coming off ooh I'll okay. pull out my scissors I'll pull out my little <laughs> yeah. bottle of betadine. Oh yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. I, I do that all the time with like scraped knees. Like yeah. I used to work at the lake. It was like a summer camp thing. And we'd get the, the little kids and they're like prone to falling on everything because they're wow. uncoordinated and close to the ground. So like they learn by trial and error and it's okay. But like they'd strap their strip their elbow or whatever and I'd look at I'd look at them, I'd look at it and be like, Oh, it looks pretty bad and they're like crying like they're like a ten out of ten on the dramatic sale and like I think I think we're gonna have to like cut it off. We're gonna have to amputate. <laughs> we're gonna have to take and, like, it. And like it would go two directions. Like they'd tell I was kidding, 
And then I could be like, I can order you a new one on Amazon. Like, you want to do that? And they're like, oh, I feel better. Or they believe or they believe you and they're like, oh. and you're like, no, 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 no. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You're good. You're good. Here, put some ice on it. How many places have you worked at, Paul, like for teaching? Uh, well, kind of like my whole life. Like when I was when I was 10, I started refereeing soccer, like under six and under eight. Uh, did that all the way through high school. Then after high school, I had some like, I guess regular jobs like restaurant industry. Uh, worked at a water park as a lifeguard. Yo, water park um, lifeguard. Yep. <laughs> and then up? I got what really. Park, if you don't mind me asking. Raging Waters, so like Waterworld, Cal Expo. <laughs> Raging Waters, that's a rough one. I I worked at yeah. I worked at Sunsplash, but uh, did yeah. you? So I actually got fired from Raging Waters. I was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I was eating an apple while I was on stand, and um, you're not and supposed our to do that. No, our insurance company audited us and like filmed me doing it, and so just... my managers. Well, like I'm in a ten by ten pool. You're sitting on it by yourself. It's a drop slide. There's two slides. They go one at a time, and just you, sit there you're just scanning. Sitting there scanning. This one person. <laughs> drops in the pool they swim out they get out and next person goes real simple that's i'm sitting there standing i got the apple in my hand the tube in my other i take a bite i'm chewing i'm looking like i'm doing my job well i got filmed and (laughs) you're not allowed to eat while you're working and uh my managers called me in and i'd worked there for like this like my third or fourth year working there my managers call me in and they're like they don't even say anything they just play the video yeah dude like the tv's there they're sitting there and i'm real cool with my managers like they're great i'm a good employee like we have good relationships they pull me off stand all the time when we're overstaffed and like give my spot to someone else and i can just go like walk around check in on everyone like it's good and they they pull me in and they play the video and they shake their head and they're like oh we we hate to do this but like we have to, otherwise we're not going to be insured anymore. anymore. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, that was it. Oh, so, yeah, over so an apple. Lifeguarding is, fruit. is like, there's a lot of very strict rules on it. And a lot of it, like you said, is insurance based. So that way they mm-hmm. can be like, oh, if someone does get hurt, you know, these rules are being followed. You know, they had this, this in place. Uh, you know, the person was actively 10 feet or whatever it is. Like, it, there's a whole bunch of different rules. Um, yep. What the hell? That's the, uh, I yeah. eat when I work. Yeah, but I know <laughs> you're only dealing with people who are unconscious on a table, cut open. Okay, that's not that bad, really, when you think about it. I know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, so after apples and oranges, you take I know. Your mask off and do people like like give you like a little pretzels? <laughs> a pretzel? Like, you're not supposed to. No, you're not supposed to. No. <laughs> but is yes. that how it works though? Okay, I just want to make sure. That's but so after so after Waterworld, I. Uh, I graduated college, started working as a substitute teacher, started working at the aquatic center through my college, and I worked at the lake for like four years during summer, doing summer camps while I wasn't a sub. Then I got my teaching credentials, started teaching, and then working at the lake in summers, and then now I'm just teaching full-time, and uh, last year was actually the first summer I have not worked. I just did just did headbands and played paintball and got ready for the next year. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So, oh, that's awesome. Nice headband stuff in the works, I assume. Then um, summer is well, the best time to dye fabric because it's hot. Yeah. Oh, that makes okay. sense because you could like dry it outside really easily. 
Um, before we get too far away from it, I, I have like one lifeguarding story because that was like the only oh, yeah. one thing that ever happened that was cool. Um, so we had this body slide at Sunsplash where a body slide, that just means no tube. So it's just you by yourself. And it was yeah. like completely enclosed all the way till you get to a little like toilet bowl and then it drops you. The one that, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And so, I know what you're talking about. Okay. So <laughs> that, the, the drop pool for that. So like where you come out as that one had to be pretty deep because just in case you're like going really fast, you know, you don't want to like fall the wrong way and then hit your head on the bottom of that. Um, so it was like a, I want to say like a six to seven foot deep pool. Um, and so this kid comes down it. I'm, I do, I've been sitting there for 30 minutes. So I'm just doing my job. Like, you know, it's one of the worst spots too. Cause you have to sit on the ground. So you're literally just like, this sucks. And you're just scanning at this little pool and you have to keep your head moving the whole time, even if there's no one there. Um, but so this kid comes down, he swims over, you know, to the side, he gets out, he's fine. And then he comes over to me and he's like, yeah, so I think my friend's coming down next. He doesn't know how to swim. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you, you don't, you don't, you don't, you like, you know, you, you, fuck, okay, well, now I got to do my job. <laughs> and so sure enough, this kid comes down and bigger kid hits the water, instantly starts drowning. Just like those, those people that you could tell, it's just like, you need help. <laughs> and so, yeah, I had to, you know, do the emergency whistle, which is like one long whistle. I jump in, just grab the kid. I'm like, dude, you're fine. Just it's literally right there and i just like give him the little floaty thing and move him swim him over to the side uh but yeah that's it's literally the only like save or anything i ever did as a lifeguard was this one kind of bigger kid who couldn't swim and so it's a pretty boring job when people are in duress like that though and they're like he was fighting for his life anything or everything grabbing water as that like that's gonna help (laughs) like and you're like the first person they grab to try and like get them out of there. It's not it's that. Like, yeah. So that take my tube, yeah. <laughs> like, please don't grab me. Here's my tube. That, uh, that pool sucked too. Cause we had to, uh, you've probably heard of this, but there's a concept of like spinal injuries, uh, in lifeguarding. Cause you know, let's say someone breaks their neck or something. Well, you need to get them out of the pool. But if, you know, if you move that neck more then there's going to be more damage and in, in injury caused to them. Um, and so we would have to practice all the time how to do spinals in that water. And it was hilarious because only about six of us could actually do it because it was like, you know, water polo members, swim team members, like those people. And then anyone else they put in there, they were like, I can't tread for this long as like, I'm like holding someone's head and like trying to like wait for someone else to get a board underneath them so we could flip them. It's this whole crazy process. Um, but yeah, yeah, so fun fact, if you ever get hurt at Sunsplash, don't pray for a lifeguard to come save you because they probably aren't because most of them can't swim themselves <laughs> okay okay so before before i say anything Brandon, you know you know how to swim oh yeah how the fuck do people not know how to swim man what the fuck i they don't just learn. don't do it as a kid like how? i hate to say that but i mean i was like you know like i just said water polo like i i was on swim teams my whole life growing up and stuff like that yeah, so literally it was always natural but yeah, there's just people who don't ever do that. I don't know how to swim. It's what you're, it's what you're supposed taught, to. I was taught the good old-fashioned, if you don't know how to swim, motherfucking float. You know, the good old lay back and just float, you know? <laughs> Have you seen those reels of, like, them, like, teaching babies how to survive? And they just straight yes. chuck them. They're, they're just, just like, like, and head, go. Like, like head first, and they're just like, just going fucking crazy in the water. <laughs> yeah, they're, like, they're good. They're good. Don't touch them. They're good. They're, they're doing the, like, snaps. Like, oh, yep, come here. Like, dude, he's doing the fucking caterpillar, dude. Just the fucking, just the one. <laughs> this kid is having a seizure. Him, like, but, and the thing is, if, he's that dolphining, surface, he's like, if that kid can get to the surface, anyone can get to the surface, bro. 
Yeah. And also, it's funny, too, because that, that guy, the kid I mentioned, if he just chilled out, he would have been fine. You know why? Because fat Standing. floats. No. It was six and a half feet. So, like, oh. you could probably, I don't think he was that tall. But um, if, you know, people don't realize if you have more fat on your body, you are going to float. Muscle mm-hmm. is the dense material that will make you sink. So, if you're a overweight person, you're not really going to go down very easily. Like, it's it's actually pretty hard to get you to the bottom of a surface. Built-in mm-hmm. life jacket? A Low little key. bit. A little bit. Not not Damn. perfect, but a little bit. Okay. Dude, I have so many tangents I want to run with on this. this <laughs> it's, it, it brings up a lot. Oh, my gosh. Um, can we wormhole real quick on uh, on swimming pools? Like swimming pools? Yeah, no, that's yeah. fine. Let's go into swimming pools. We've we've talked a lot of um, paintball so far. So like working at the water park, one of the things that I picked up on was like it smelled like chlorine. And to me I always thought like cool, they're dumping tons of chlorine in there. They have to. There's a lot of people. Well, I didn't find out until after I worked there why it smelled like chlorine. So if you have a properly uh like measured like ph, pH in your chlorine, all that. yeah properly balanced pool with with chlorine it won't smell like chlorine the reason chlorine smells like chlorine in a pool is because the chlorine's being activated if it's not activated it's just doing its thing the ph is balanced if it is activated like someone's peeing in the water it releases the gas the smell of chlorine into the air and that's what you make makes you smell it so if you have gas. a if you have a strong smell of chlorine, it usually means the water is it's having to work harder than it you was are. if it was clean. Yeah, you're picking up what I, I'm putting down. That's yeah. how my mom knew I peed in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say uh, a little bit of like a uh, fuck. I've been so bad with words tonight. I don't know what it is, but um, a caveat for that, I guess, if it's an indoor pool, there is going to be kind of some of that chlorine buildup just because it has like nowhere to go. Um, so yeah. even if it like doesn't get peed in a lot, there'll still be some of that. But yes, if you're at like a huge wave pool outside and you smell that, yeah, <laughs> you know what's going on now. Like, trust no chlorine. In it. But I will say, if you're at a wa- water park, the amount of chlorine that is in that water, nothing will survive like yeah. nothing is surviving it's it's actually barren wasteland like the good bacteria bad bacteria viruses they're all dead like yeah like surprised yeah. you're still alive kind of environment like how am i surviving being in this water all day <laughs> yeah no and spending all the time around it and the, the chemicals and shit yeah dude yeah. i mean dude that job was so much fun um i i do like I think the the most fun moments on it were like the four times that I actually got to do something other than just the standard like standing and looking yeah. um, because like there's a couple times like a training doll or something was like thrown in my zone and it's like oh I gotta go dive to the yep. bottom of something let's go like yep. I'm not gonna be bored nice. or also it's like middle of the summer so it's like 104 and you're like time to cool down let's go yeah. <laughs> but um yeah no and then I remember I had one day on that job where I was the like training assistant and that was the best day ever. I legit just like fucked with other lifeguards the whole day. Uh, yeah. Nice. I'll, I'll are never you forget the, are that. You the dummy, are you the dummy thrower in? Yeah. Or you like you'll like kind of take it, hide it with you as you're like walking in the wave pool, like get it all the way into their zone. Yeah. And, like 
drop it off kind of right underneath slowly the tower as you're just like yeah. slowly moving trying not to create any motion or anything do you but, see uh, that would you when you were in the tower would you see that and be like what is this what is this guy doing obviously there's a doll coming to my no zone. no you want it uh especially okay. like a busy wave pool night um and that's why you do so like the people. scanning technique is what it's called um because scanning is the worst oh yeah it's it's literally just this technique of looking at the area you're supposed to look at and you have to like physically move your head to like look at the area like i'm glad paul's doing it too um but what it does do is like you know even if you miss something maybe that first time you're kind of more likely to maybe see it when you go back that second time um and a lot of the times you'll just see kind of that like tan ish color at the bottom of the pool under the surface yeah and you're like that's timmy i gotta go get timmy Poor Timmy. Dude, ours was named Timmy, too. They're all named Timmy, I'm pretty sure. Oh. <laughs> it's just such Poor a good Timmy. dummy name. Lifeguard training for me was always one of my favorite things. Like, every year before, um, like, the aquatic center opened or the water park opened, you do a couple of weeks of, like, onboarding for new people and then in-service for, like, to catch up and refresh you. And every time we do the – you have to do certain rescues, like front approach, back approach – uh, submerged underwater, like possible spinal. But every time we did the rescues where you have to dive down and pull someone up to the surface, it was one of my favorites. So I'm really comfortable in water and I can hold my breath for a long time. But as you all know, like I'm also a very long person, and um, which means that like people that aren't as long as me struggle to rescue me, and I would I would force them to like rescue me. So I would go underwater, I'd hold my breath. And I'd sit and I'd wait. And they would have to pull me up. And if they didn't get my head out of the water, I would just lay there. And I'd go limp. And I wouldn't help them at all. And usually people are, like, trying <laughs> to get out of the water. They're not taking like, it seriously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're trying to get you to do it. Like, no one wants to do this. And I'm, like, complete opposite. All about it. Loving it. This is the best part of the day. And just watching people struggle. With, I, this is kind of messed up now that I think about it. But, like, <laughs> being a part of the struggle of, like... If someone's actually drowning, you're going to need to know how to do this. And that's like why I'm sitting here. But also it's like fun to kind of be ragdolled around for a rescue. Um, that, yeah. was, that was really fun. It uh, sounds like uh, your fellow guards didn't know the right technique. Because like, I think you, I, I just, you know, maybe the, the, I mean, because it's pretty simple. If you, you just leave your buoy up top, go down, grab yeah. their hand, pull your rope down so you get your buoy yeah. and then let that take both of you guys up. Like is it... the biggest the biggest struggle for them is when I'd be face down and oh, they couldn't figure out how to like, like how do I me. like yeah yeah it was either they were underwater or I was underwater it was like they struggled to do both well then same thing you got to get underneath and get up under hooks and come hey back. I, I I did I a great a job of my rescues all right yeah. I, you probably did a great job too it wasn't hard for me either Ryan I agree with you I couldn't figure out what the problem was Dude, why I had to hold my breath so long but I enjoyed doing that. it oh my god because I just I remember like thinking about half the people who worked with me I was like you're just gonna kill someone like why are yeah. you here this yeah. makes no sense you didn't need to know how to do this but like the faces they'd make afterwards kind of looked like like Hatch and Brando right now, they're just like, you motherfucker. I'm learning exactly how to be rescued, bro, in the most efficient manner. <laughs> it was fun. If I'm knocked out underneath, fun. I know exactly how to position my body to where if someone's coming to get me, they pull on their yeah. buoy it... and then they, they come get me. <laughs> nah, <laughs> they got to nah. get down if, to you first. I... <laughs> Look, if I can't stand up in it, uh, 
You're staying down there. Good luck. You're doomed. <laughs> all right. I'm if, sorry. Look, if I'm not coming up, you're not coming up, all right? Okay, okay. How deep do you guys go in the ocean? I don't swim in the ocean, bro. I don't fuck oh, with that. Why? that. That ain't my oh, territory. My no, I'm joking. I, I've gone in the ocean, obviously, but I've, I mean, like, I don't know. How deep you go? I've, I've made, like, some swims out, like, you know, a little bit, but not, like, past a, I don't know, like, 500 yards or something. Like, that may be the farthest, like, out to a far buoy and back, but... Have you ever been onto like a boat in like the open water? Yeah, yeah. That stuff freaks me out, bro. I've been I on like, like cruise multiple times. <laughs> like I don't mind doing it, but dude, no, like just... swimming in the open water, right? Yeah, like swimming in the open so, water. Yeah. We did that. Um, I'm gonna oh, sound very. Cruise? I'm gonna sound very privileged right now. Um, we took a cruise when I was younger. To it was a very small ship um, that was run by National Geographic, and it was a trip to the Galapagos Islands, um, and so. Amazing. Yeah, it's a life. Yeah, like one of the things I will never get to do again in my life. But it was insane that I was able to go. And um, yeah, so we legitimately that there was a couple times they would like kind of anchor the boat out like past one of the islands and just let us like swim and yeah, just jump off the boat and stuff. And like they had some, you know, like I don't know stuff for us. But yeah, no, it was, it was a really cool experience. It's freaking incredible. <laughs> like anyone ever get left behind? Uh, I don't think we ever saw Trent again. But rest in peace, Trent. Damn. Yeah. Poor Trent. No one liked Trent. No one liked Trent. I, I agree. There's a reason we forgot. If your name's Trent, I'm sorry. What about you, Brando? You you mess with the ocean? Uh I've never like swam out very very far. Um I don't know. I I was stung by a jellyfish in the ocean once. Damn. I was stung by a jelly in Galapagos. <laughs> yeah. Shit hurt. Did it hurt? They're not fun. No. It's, it's, oh my god. Did they? Did, did, I, how tried, did you fix yours, Brandon? Oh, oh, a lot of. Oh, uh, we tried. Fuck. What? What did we try? We took a credit card, trying to scrape it. We we put uh, mustard on it. We put vinegar on it. Um. What else did we try? We tried. I, I think uh, regular soap. Um. It, it was. It was. We. We tried like doing the credit card, I guess. I don't know if there's so. There's... What does that even mean? I don't even know. I was a kid. I don't so, know. They just like because jellies, their stingers kind of like it'll stay linger. on you, and yeah. so if you can get it out, there's like less of the poison that gets in and all that stuff. Um, mm. it, it's gonna sound crazy, but you gotta pee on it. I thought that was a myth. It isn't. Um, or at least I don't know Galapagos jellies. It works on because I got stung by one. I, they did the vinegar spray. They were like trying to help me too. And I went back to take a shower and I was like, I might as well try. <laughs> like there's, there's no reason not to try. And it didn't kill it instantly, but it definitely helped like kind of numb some of the, the stinging sensation. Do you want to hear what Google says? What? That I'm a complete liar and that my anecdotal story is wrong. Uh, I I don't remember peeing on it. I don't think I peed on it at all. But I remember calling my mom and telling her that we let my little sister pee on it. <laughs> Damn, gnarly. All right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it says it says. What's it say? I want to know. It says there's no truth to the myth, but there is misconception that the warming sensation does make it feel better. Okay. So it may have been a placebo even, but. Yeah, yeah. there's numerous studies have found this that uh, it doesn't work just in the moment, right? People would like that warm sensation would be reass reass reassuring. Okay. I wish I still had the scar. Like I I, I had it on my leg. Though. It wrapped it wrapped around my leg, 
and it it was cool. Like I I had it for like I don't know like two months or so. Like it, as it faded, you but should, you should have got it tattooed in. I was gonna say it sounds like your next tattoo idea. Yeah, that's kind of sick. Is that your spirit animal, Brando? The jellyfish? I think it's becoming He's a jelly. Fuck that He's jelly. He's a jelly. Fuck that jellyfish. Fuck that jellyfish. Dude, my my Australian aunt told me, like, at the beaches in Australia, she goes, you ain't got to worry about the sharks. You got to worry about the jellies. Oh, like, they, oh shit, dude. they have the ridiculous shit down there. Like, the I want to say the yeah. man of war jellyfish. Yeah, the man of war. There's, like, another you. one that's, that like, they say. Yeah. There's some shit box in the ocean that I don't want to fuck with. Box jellyfish. The box yeah. jellyfish. And she's like, it's just small enough to get right through the nets. And I'm like, holy shit, dude. <laughs> Damn. Makes it, that makes me not want to go. Yeah. No, SpongeBob definitely made jellyfish seem cooler than they are. Or at least more chill. Yeah. I'm at that disco party. Do you know what I'm talking <laughs> about? The SpongeBob disco party? I always thought friendly jellyfish are friendly no it turns out they're not they're actually they're no. assholes and they want to sting you that's that's what i yeah. learned finding nemo did a good job finding nemo was more realistic that's true for sure yeah, or then you get the squishy one and then you get the big squishies uh, yeah oh <laughs> um, dude that also reminds me of like surf's up they had like the uh the sea urchin i don't know if you guys ever saw that movie that movie's so fucking good that's the but, one with uh, the penguin and the chicken right yep yep then yep, like yep. he like crushes a sea urchin and it cuts the yeah. urchin and he's like, Oh, he fucked me up, man. You know, see see all this shit? It's broken, broken, missing, missing, yeah, broken. That. So that movie is yeah. hilarious. Dude, it surfs up. It's the goat. What about you, Hatch? You like oceans or what? What's your what's your deal? Do I like oceans? Yeah. Oh man. Uh, open I water with... do like oceans. I think they're completely fascinating, but I think it's like I think it's so scary, man. I think there's just so much that we just don't know that it's yeah. like uh dude. There's so much open water that, bro. That's their home. That's not yeah, our home. exactly. We don't go there. They don't there come on the land, and we don't go there. And that's the respectful big relationship. There's animals that we still have never even seen before, right? Yeah. yeah. Where it's like, uh, you know, these sailor stories, right, where they – of stuff they see. Dude, that shit was probably real. Yeah, people thought the giant squid was a myth for a long-ass time. Turns out there are just huge-ass squids underneath the ocean in places. Like, yeah, it's that crazy. is terrifying, bro. And yeah. it's like, the way they grab, bro, that yeah, you're, I you're would just... never want to be a victim of that, dude. Just getting pulled in. You're fucked. Then you get mm-hmm. bit by a fucking octobeak, whatever that shit is. Octobeak, a big old beak. Yeah, could you imagine getting your fucking forehead picked out with that shit? Hell no, dude. The giant squid, thing. worst way to go. The beak is the size of Ryan folded in half. Hey, would, you <laughs> like, fucking, would you rather fight a giant squid or a sun bear, bro? A sun bear. I have a chance. I have a chance. I'll take the sun bear. Any animal in- that you're going into water to meet them, you, you lost. That's just the, you're already at a disadvantage. Like, I don't know. Oh, shit, dude. Okay, this might sound a little bit morbid, but I just remember seeing this like uh, on you know, the news on side Reddit. Of Reddit. Yeah, <laughs> I knew it, <laughs> dude. This fucking lady in Florida, she's like walking her dog on like the residential lake, bro. A fucking alligator, like dude, middle of the lake, and it's like obviously swimming up towards it, bro. And then it like grabs her, right? And then it's like it cuts like the nine one one call of like her neighbor freaking out, right? And uh, pretty crazy, right? Neighbors freaking out. But I'm just like, when I'm watching the video of like the alligator like swim up, and you can like see it like plain as day, right? Even on the shitty ass camera, right? You and see I'm like, that man. little like beak, kind of like yeah, and mm. I, and I'm just like, mm, I think she wanted to go. <laughs> I think she was like, "Fuck it, it's my time. 
Be gone, Fido. And we're talking about the, the little dog. What? No, the old the alligator got the old lady, not the dog. Oh, I was confused. Oh. I thought it got the dog. Okay. No, it got the old lady, bro. The dog survived. That's a God. big difference in the story. <laughs> yeah. Right. So it's fucking crazy, right? The the neighbor is going crazy. Oh my God, the fucking alligator got her, right? And it's going crazy. And so the like, dispatcher's like, "Is the dog good?" Is it, no, the, but the what the dog doing? Like, the dispatch is like, "How big is the alligator?" And and the, the lady's like, "I don't fucking know." It's like it's obviously just big enough human. to fucking grab a person. Yeah, you know? alligator sized. So I'm just thinking, I'm like, dude. But the video, I'm like, dude. She want. It looks like she wanted to go. She was like, "This is my fucking time." She was I'm like, "You know what? My my kids never come up here to see me anymore. My uh, my grandchildren don't like me. You know what? Let's just uh, let's go out." And I think maybe that dude, was her choice, you know? I'm telling you, Ryan, if choice. I send you that clip, dude, you're going to think the exact same shit when you look at it. So I actually got a phone <laughs> call. Florida, like, man. You, Florida's different, go, bro. Did you see this clip? And I go, no. I was literally driving home from paintball, and someone sent it to me. So, oh, my gosh. Did I? I don't know. I think I did. Did I tell you guys the first time I went to uh, an NXL uh, in Florida, the the time we, we, we watched a guy catch a baby alligator? Jumped over the fence, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I, I actually, okay. I actually saw this. Sure. I actually saw this, but I saw it on someone a paintball player's Snapchat story. Mmm. Mm. I, I think I still have the videos. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, what so happened? what happened? I, yeah, because I, I haven't. I, I think I may have heard this story off the show, <laughs> but I don't think we've talked about it on the show. Yeah. Um. Like I'm. You know, we we played. You call it Saturday. We played. Got back to the hotel. Uh, got ready, went out for for dinner, came back, and uh, we're driving, and you know how in Florida has has those like man made lakes or whatever, you know, pools of water, or whatever. Um, well, there there was a fence around it, but it was like, you know, chest high, you could jump over it. Uh, it was right behind our our hotel, so we drive by, and there's a lady standing at the the fence, like pointing over, uh, over the fence. And it looks like she's talking to someone. And, you know, we drive closer and we see a guy, like her boyfriend or husband or whatever, at the edge of the water on the other side of the fence. And, ooh, dude. And, um, and we get out and we walk over, and he there's a bunch of baby alligators in the water, and he has like, like a stick or something, trying to like get them to come over, and. So we sit there and watch him, and she's like, "Hey, babe, come! Can you just come back?" He's like, oh, "Hold on, hold on! He's just, he's trying trying to catch one," and she just wants him to come back. And then, eventually, like he doesn't, he's not successful. He comes back, he jumps over. We're talking to him, and he's like, "You know what? I'll try again." So he jumps back over, but he hides behind a tree, and uh, and I had, like so that they don't see him. But he's he has a stick trying to bait him or something, and eventually gets him on shore on uh, uh, out of the water coming up to him and he's right behind a tree but as he's doing this um it, when the alligators their their eyes are above water when they go back down it, it sends that ripple that water ripple mm-hmm. and there's big ones you could see it you oh shit there's one mm-hmm. oh fuck there's one there and we're watching and it, it it's taken 10 15 minutes for him to to get these baby alligators to get closer and closer to him and we're watching these big ripples holy fuck are you going to watch this man die? And, you know, we're not going to do anything. We're just going to watch. We're filming and watching, you know. We're recording. What are we going to do? <laughs> do? You know, um, 
and we're trying to get eventually a, he... car- a Reddit or karma on Reddit for posting this on Darwin Awards. Hell yeah, dude. Let me just say the mic quality is adding to my suspense, bro. Holy the shit! The mic bro. quality, dude. the camera quality. God I just, dude, damn, I'm bro. on the edge of my seat. And he finally grabs one, and I, I've never heard the the sound uh, that it it's made before in my life. Oh, I could probably but do it. Maybe I. Like, yeah, I've never. Yeah. I was the worst fucking. Yeah, 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 something like that, dude. Something like that. Sounded like AK's laugh. All right, all right. I can do that one hella good. Dude, it's something like that. AK AK keeps catching strays on the show. Sorry, bro. But it's 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 making this loud fucking noise, and only assuming like calling for mama, and. I was just like, holy fuck, dude, get the fuck back over this fence. And again, you're seeing ripples and just expecting a a, a full-grown alligator to, to come out chasing him. But he he grabs, he has it, he jumps over the fence. And I mean, I don't know, this thing's like, I don't know, three feet long, maybe, maybe. And, and he's holding it and it's like whipping its tail back and forth and he's struggling. He, he has one hand around the, the, the mouth and the other hand at the base of the tail, and it's whipping, and he's struggling with it. This little baby alligator, and he's fucking struggling. And, um, you know, we're touching it and all, you know, some of us held it. But you could hear the, the just the fucking tail hitting his arm, just slapping him. And it was so powerful. So he takes it to his car, and we're like, holy shit, like, we just watched the guy... Just nap an alligator. Oh, okay. All right. Florida <laughs> man. Really? He took it to his car. Oh, no, no, no. This is good. Hold on. Uh, he wasn't from <laughs> okay. Florida. He takes it to his car, comes back like two minutes later with it, uh, with a bunch of rubber bands around its mouth, and then like, lets us hold it and, and take pictures and stuff. And then we asked him, what are you going to do with it? He's like, I'm from New York. I'm going to take it back home and raise it. And that's what he did. I they got in the York, car, man. and he drove back home. This man, uh, flips, New York Plate. This man flips gators. There's no way this man does Dude. not flip gators. Like what? Like, imagine we heard on like the news where it's like New York man <laughs> dead, dead at 27 in his apartment, full by full size American alligator. Or no, I was alligator I was gonna laugh back. like New York man found dead after gang attributed shooting. Uh, it appears this man was a alligator dealer. Uh, the alligators are oh. known to be very uh, proud choices of the gang owners. <laughs> I don't know. Just like some random shit like that. that. I feel like that'd be hilarious. That one actually would make sense. Yeah, maybe yeah, that's what he was doing. Trader. He was flipping gators, bro. I'm more of a Crocs Jesus. guy myself. I'm a Crocs guy. I like Crocs better. No, and it is funny, Brandon, you talked about gators. Like Their strength is is honestly the Insane. more impressive part. Because, like, their go-to move is, I'm going to bite you. That's not going to kill you, though. I'm going to bite you, and then I'm just going to violently roll for 30 seconds. And, like, good luck. Like, I'm going to shred you. I'm going to drown you. It's, it's, alligators and crocs are are dinosaurs that just haven't died yet. Like, I'm convinced of that. Yeah. Dude, I agree. Dude, I don't know if you want to check the chat, but I did post the uh, baby alligator sounds. Yeah, I'm probably not. I can't. I can't really play that. I mean, maybe no, I'll add it. Maybe for, I'll add it in later. But I can't like. That's more for you personally. That's okay. more for everybody personally. All right, I'll. I'll yeah, I want to this on like two honestly. So, um, well, okay. Now I'm writing down time code. Add alligator voice. At... It was so much louder. But it sounded like it, that. It it uh, it was incredibly loud, and like but but it was rapid. 
Oh, so obviously he's freaking out because he's out. He was, he was too stimulated. He's like, get me out of here, dude. Can you imagine just a murder call? Just imagine a yeah, giant coming down. Like, I think about that all the time with my. We have a the golden retriever puppy scout, and I think about that all the time when I go and grab her. Like, how does that feel? Like, you're just this little tiny thing, and then this six four human just picks you up, and you're just like, oh, okay, all right, I'm coming. What's up, man? I had Cedar uh, pick up his dog and show him, like, all the top of the th- counters and stuff. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you had Cedar pick you up. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, so I can see the top of his counters. <laughs> Makes sense. I mean, you need that help, too. I, I, tell, I, tell, I go, because his, right. his dog is hell low to the ground, and it's, like, just constantly staring at the ground. And I'm like, Cedar, does that dog even know what, like, this like the ceiling looks like? He goes, damn, I don't know. So he fucking picks her up. He's like, this is the top of the fridge. This is the top of the cabinets. And he's, like, I showing mean... him just, like, everywhere. I mean, she's she's like mostly blind though. Yeah, yeah. It's Caesar's Very dog. Very close look. <laughs> God, that dog uh, is just—it's—it's it's hanging on, man, and it's dude consciously hanging I, on. I don't want to say it, but that dog is not long for this world. Like, that dog is, that oh, dog is she's amazing, cute. Bro. She's so cute and you know, is lovely. Is she cute? <laughs> She just kind of, yeah. she kind of looks dead. I'm not gonna lie. Like every time I've seen her, and maybe it's because I've seen her at the field and not like her home natural habitat. But dude, she's lit as hell at home. Bro. Okay, at she's the field, crazy. she's just so scared and like I'm about to die. <laughs> like any moment, she looks like it's it's the last one. So maybe yeah, that's why I have a bad opinion. She can't see five steps in front of her. So at any point for her, mm, that's a that that would make sense. Then yeah, just yeah. like. <laughs> the, the near side, the nearsightedness of, of uh, Nelly Cedar's dog is just astronomical. And dude, I have seen that dog. Dude, dude I actually have a video of it now. I think about it. Of uh, like, I'm like, all right, see, let's go for a walk. And dude, this motherfucker, dog walks for 30 steps, maybe puts the dog in the stroller and pushes the dog the rest of the way. I'm like, are you <laughs> kidding me, Cedar? I'm like, are you fucking kidding me, Cedar? I'll, I'll, I gotta, I'll find that. So Cedar's a dad, uh, dog dad. Dude, he's got to like that one. That I was walking with. It was me, Cedar, and uh, old teammate Brando, Nick Horn, right? Oh, Nick, uh, dude. Shout out, Nick. That dog is living the luxurious life. (laughs) Oh, dude, I was before Cedar had a had a week, and now it's got maybe ten years. Cedar is that's a good point. Yeah. That he's he's keeping that dog alive. <laughs> dude, he's like he's like, dude, the amount of allergies this bitch got. And I'm like, holy <laughs> shit. He's like, he's like, dude, medication alone, that's like forever money. And that dog But is I so respect it. Up. He loves this dog. He loves his damn dog. Yeah. He ain't so loving hypo, that dog die. Hypo, hyperglycemic when it's food. So dude, <laughs> it's got diabetes. Everything, bro. Oh my god. I don't god. know about diabetes, but well, that's what hypoglycemic like, means. <laughs> Something like that, maybe. Right? Dude, it's, it's like, if, if, dude, if the dog eats a fucking hot Cheeto off the ground, it's dead. Like That's it like, diabetes. It has, it has to stick to a specific diet, bro. And I'm like, Jesus. and I'm like, man, dude, I just want to give it a good old-fashioned McDonald's fry. <laughs> Yo, you know? I, was, I was thinking just this. A farewell meal. Here's <laughs> a big <laughs> one. Just, hey, That's for the one. One, one first time in your life, enjoy a nice meal. And also yeah. the last time in your life. The dog's um, like, dude kibble again let's go (laughs) let's go i have always thought and i was thinking about this the other day being a golden retriever for a dual income no kids family has to be maybe the the best life to live like it's it's up there as like the you have no worries you are spoiled out of your mind 
Your your family loves you, so it's like everyone's happy to see you all the time. You're happy to see everyone. Like you're too cute to do anything wrong. Yep, even when you do things wrong, it's it's a little bit, but then it's like okay, buddy. (laughs) So yeah, center of attention all the time. It's like oh, I can't stay mad, even though you just fucked all my stuff up. Well, I mean, you know, dude, I I feel like that's the only reason we've like dealt with puppies for so long. We're like. Ah, you're cute. All right, I won't kill you. <laughs> like, you just tore up my sofa, peed inside, you know, my, like, car, and I don't know, did a whole bunch of other things, and it's like, well, but you're cute. All right, I'll let you live. <laughs> Worth it. You know, it's a false sense of what, you know, my dog for sure would fuck up a robber. Hell no, my dog ain't fucking up a robber. My dog is greeting that guy with open arms, bro. Oh, yeah, like... <laughs> My dog is We're not saying that Robert, about bro. my my brother's. Uh, he has two goldens, but uh, the older one, Pivo, um, he he he's like what? He's like four or five now. Like he's he's getting up there. But um, it was my sister in law's dog before they got married, and so there was a lot of times where like she was you either had to go to training somewhere for the Navy or you know like maybe had a you know thing she had to be at. So he would be with a whole bunch of different families, and it's hilarious. Like. This dog has no loyalty. <laughs> like, he's like, it doesn't matter who you are. If you come in, he's like, oh, hey, what's up, man? Okay, nice to meet you. Like, you're a new friend. And like it's like, out now. yeah, he's just so used to having new owners that it's like, yeah, if someone came to rob me, he, he'd become his friend. Like, he would not, like, care. I think it would depend yeah. on the demeanor from my dog, for sure. Well, dude, that's true. Like people, oh, my though, God. Right, well, I, sorry, I was just going to say this I because I saw something today that really, like, it hits the nail on the head whenever we've talked about Belgian mouths versus, like, you know, Labradors or, you know, like, Golden Retrievers. And it was an audio reel, and it was a video of this mouth just, like, looking crazy at the dude, just like, you know, that, like, oh, oh, let's work. And, and the, the voiceover was like, hey, Dad, so I just removed those uh, those bullets from those Iraqi heads, you know, so that way it can't ever be traced back to us. And then it goes over to, like, a golden retriever who's just sitting there with, like, his stuffed animal. And he's like, I saw a balloon today. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like that, yep, that's the difference between those two breeds. Like, you know, Dax is is ready to murder someone. And Scout is like, hi, I'm your friend. Yeah. (laughs) Just, I I like that. I like the nice chill dogs, dude. Dogs are funny like that. They're just so different. When I went to the store, uh, to Sack Paintball, uh, Doss was there. He had one of his dogs. Uh, I, I guess it's a, one of the newer dogs. Uh, his, his pack. Did you say Malachi or something? Yeah, or yeah Malachi. Mal- yeah. 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 That dog was so sweet. Like, he was sitting down. Then he, he took it off the leash, and it was me, him, and Jabo. And, like, he's like, all right, go play. Or go say hi. And, like, oh, it was, that thing was so sweet. Miles and then, yeah. I, I do see why Doss likes them. It's just... I don't have so friendly, an hour and a half machine. free every day to spend on just energizing, just exercising and training the dog. And those dogs need that. Yeah. If you don't have that, they're, you know, they're not going to be the best they can be, but. Yeah, my, we have a, we have a Doberman. This is actually our second Doberman. We had, we had a, a Doberman for like eight years and then passed away. And then we got another one, um, but they need the training for yeah. sure. Yeah, and if there's they, some breeds that even, are just like that. If even if you slack a little, you're like, oh, I can tell, I can tell you're not getting that. You're not, you're, someone's not training you for that. Like mm-hmm. the dog lives over at my dad's house, and he does a great job with her. Her name's Kona, but she's a she. She's got personality for sure, <laughs> and like and like a uh, a 
not a dominant personality, like a commanding personality. Like there's things she knows she can get away with kind of, kind of thing. Mm. Like she very much has some ownership in the household. Almost like a little, little too smart for her own good. Almost like kind of. She knows what she's doing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> smart dog for sure. No. And, Ryan and met my dog. I did. Yeah. He's, he's a good boy. Dog. I, he did not say hi to me, but that is okay. I was I was there if he was ready, and if he wasn't, then that's okay. You know, it's on his terms. And Leonard, does your dog not like people? Not really. I don't he's think so. Really. He's scared of them. Me and Cedar um, both were like doing the like. Not gonna look at yeah, you. What's I'll, up, dude? You want to say hi? You know what's funny? And he was like, "Nope, I'm not gonna say hi." And we're like, "Okay." <laughs> after after you walked away, AJ walks up and you go, "Hey, buddy!" And like he goes up to AJ. And like, <laughs> That's all funny. This, and Cedar's still there, like hand out. Yeah, like doing away, all like, the right, like, yeah. Dog I'm training ready when you're ready, buddy. <laughs> and AJ goes, "Nah, you just, I just like their dog. Dogs just like me." And he's like there, up in his face, and yeah, he's sniffing AJ and everything. And That's yeah, so funny. it was funny. That dog's like, finally, someone who understands me. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, he's like, "What the fuck is this other dude doing?" <laughs> no, it's all funny. Yeah, uh, dogs, man, they're uh, they're an interesting thing. We decided to tame these wolves a couple thousand years ago, and now we. Uh, we have these things that live with us. <laughs> now they're fucking pugs, bro. What the I, hell is that's that? That's always my go-to of like, what the fuck did we do? <laughs> like you, t- you took I a wolf like chi- and I made a pug. I think of like chihuahuas as well, dude. Like chihuahuas as well. Those dogs. A little bit. Too much for yeah. me, bro. I, I used to have a chihuahua wiener mix. So I, it's, it's, they're cute. Yeah, <laughs> I, I will to. say when it comes to small used dogs, to. I think like dachshunds are like the the small dog that i kind of like like i don't know i feel like they've got more of the kind of like funny personality than just like i don't know chihuahuas just hate everything they're just so loud and yappy yeah and like same with like bark, yorkies no a lot of my family's had yorkies growing up i can't i can't stand Ow. those little dogs like Maltese's, my grandparents had Maltese's. Dogs. Yeah, anything that's like a small terrier, no, I don't want it. If it's under twenty pounds, it's a goddamn cat, bro. It's a rat. It's not a cat. <laughs> I would agree. But and and go but going against that is dachshunds because I feel like dachshunds are chill as fuck because they're just like I don't know they got their own personality because they're like dude my back's gonna break in three years so you need to like me or else this isn't gonna yeah, go very well. Three years. Poor guy. That's, That's you've seen problem. them, right? Like they're yeah, I have. They shouldn't exist, but yet they do. And oh, good for you guys. Look like, guys. like a freaking Dodger dog. <laughs> Pretty much, oh, yeah. Blizzy dog. Yo, Blizzy. also side note that just was reminding me as my hair is starting to get really freaking annoying because usually I wear a hat. But um, dude, I can't wait. Finally getting a haircut Thursday. Goddamn, it's been way too long. Dude, Shit's been getting jaggy. Cut, bro. I'm not growing out a mullet. I, I can't. I can't commit to a mullet. I just can't, dude. Yeah. So, so like, I can't grow a mullet because like I don't have enough hair on my head. But uh, I was thinking, first event we win in semi pro, I will shave my head. Like bald, or bald. or bald bald. Hear me out. Skullet. So a skullet is a oh. mullet that instead of having anything up front, it's a fade back to the long in the back. That may be a look. That may be a look. I thought it looked appropriate. I was just gonna say. I was just gonna say. As a teacher, you may get some weird questions, but that may be a look. 
it's bald or bust it's if I'm doing any bust. sort of haircuts for a victory. You know what? You're absolutely right. Uh, that's a good point. Yeah, no growing stashes, no no weird things. Uh-uh. Yeah. I gotta keep it pro up here. Well, you can grow a good stash though, Paul. I can. I can, yes. So what's up? Would you grow a good stash? Uh, he works with one? children. No. So? <laughs> like ish. Like as stash as I would want to get is uh uh, who's his face from the new CH Top Gun? Nah, that's oh, not my vibe. Uh, Miles Teller. Like Miles Teller. Yeah, yeah, that one. That's like his uh, stash as I would do. His little like kind of uh, little bit dirty stash. Not the overplayed. Yeah. I like that. Well, it is kind of funny too because Navy stashes go harder than that. Like my, my brother when he's deployed. Yeah, like oh my CHP god, he literally looks like uh like Tom Selleck from a uh, Magnum PI. Literally, go look up that picture, and that's my brother's stash. Okay. It's hilarious. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like it's the one. thick, like... just like meaty, you know, hanging over. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty funny. That's like the same thing as like a CHP stash. I like that shit mm-hmm. a lot. Where it's yeah, like the good old fashioned, you know, the good old the caterpillar. <laughs> yeah, it's just a thick boy, and it's just, just an eyebrow on, on your. It's a it's an eyebrow above your mouth. <laughs> it's it's your third eyebrow. Yeah, <laughs> I've never Low thought key. of a stash that way, but that's yeah, that's kind of funny. <laughs> Low key. I'm, now, a, I'm like a i can get away with a beard though pretty well i don't know about the hard mustache yeah like a cleaned up nice look up beard i don't have one like i remember who I knows remember a little longer you cut it i was like who the fuck is that guy that who is this guy who, who, who's yeah that guy? yeah i i mean i'm not against it i just like i prefer the the less yeah well it's funny because i'm the opposite i i shaved during this off season and i felt like a four-year-old child and i was like fuck this i need facial hair back so yeah, <laughs> probably not gonna do that again for at least another year and then come to the yeah. same conclusion this doesn't look good i need the hair back so and then just yeah that keeps going and that's gonna be the rest of my life <laughs> why do i keep on doing this <laughs> you think one day i'd learn right no. i can't i, I can't know. grow a beard bro i can't grow anything like yeah, that yeah we know we know bitch we know i mean if i really if i really push it to the awkward stage i probably could but uh, well that's i mean it's a little bit past really like spoiler alert for beards you don't have to grow one in like two or three months like grow one out go get like someone nice to like trim it down shape it up clean it up and then like let that kind of you know fill in from there like it i don't know i feel like you don't have to it's not like a a haircut where it's like you got to grow this in you know the time it takes to get the next haircut you, you can take your time with the beard. You can oh. you can shape that thing. You can get it nice. Oh, and, I know. I got nice the most high. Mu- I got the most uh, high maintenance mustache. I was gonna say you bro. should know that out of all of us, you've yeah, got the curly Q mustache going on. Yeah, that one's. Let me tell you, there are sometimes where I wake up in the morning, I'm like, "Fuck, I gotta, I gotta put it up." You know, I gotta gotta work mustache wax in. Yeah, I'm like, "Fuck, dude, I gotta pull out the hair dryer and all that bullshit, right? I gotta pull yeah. out the wax." Have I told you, Hatch, that yeah. I used to have a, a curly mustache too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen yeah. you show me a picture. It was, yeah. a, it, was a, it was a nice little one. Back in the day, yeah, it was, uh, it was dirty. It was dirty. It was not clean like yours, but uh, a little curly cue. It worked. It was, it was cool. But yeah, Hell no yeah. longer. Now I just commit to the full facial hair. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's less creepy to me. Out, would you ever grow out uh, some little curly cues on the end, on top of the beard? Uh, maybe. I don't know. It's just kind of annoying, dude, to have to like use the wax and everything. Because like that was the part that annoyed me is just every day, just like trying to curl it and like get it in the right spot. And yeah, I don't know. 
I'm actually it's at the like point your, to where it's like your fidget spinner though. Like it's something that it like, pretty much is. That's what it becomes. You dude, just kind of get like used to yeah, just curling it. Party, just... Uh, I'm getting to the point to where I could probably hang some ornaments on this bitch by the time next Christmas. <laughs> some mistletoe. Uh, that'd be <laughs> yeah. hilarious. Well, yeah, mistletoe. I can make Christmas cards. Send it out yeah, to all your hot girls. Like... Come to you. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. That'd be a fire. That'd be a fire photo shoot, bro. Uh yeah, I, the December calendar. I think it would be. I think it would be. Um, but you know, we we are kind of I don't know. I would say getting towards the the latter half of the show. Um, and we haven't unfortunately talked about our sponsor for the show yet tonight. So we're gonna go ahead and do that now. And their name's Liquid IV. Hey, yeah, perfect, awesome. Um, I, I guess we know. I knew this was happening. I was gonna say like we did kind of I guess uh talk about them when Paul brought it up, but you know, time to do the actual ad read so liquid iv uh it's a it's a really great product um they've come on to help sponsor uh mafia productions um and yeah it's uh it's definitely like the the go-to drink i use when it comes to hydration now um so i'm i'm not really like you know big on gatorade anymore uh transfuse uh pedialyte any of those drinks i'm you know just using this now uh, there's not as much sugar in it as some of those other drinks. There's more electrolytes in some of those other drinks, and it also has a whole bunch of vitamins, B3, B5, uh, B6, B12, and vitamin C. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's a great option. Um, it's cheaper than some of those other options as well, too, transfused to name one. But, um, you know, those kind of, I don't know, those other powder options might might be on the little more expensive side. Um, so if you want to try out one, you can head over to liquidiv.com. Um, the, the code uh, like like we said earlier in the show, uh, mafia underscore Moffitt. It gets you twenty percent off and free shipping. Um, so if you want to go try out some of their flavors, like my personal favorite is the lemon lime. I know Hatch's strawberry, Brando's mm-hmm. golden cherry. Uh, I don't. What, what's yours? What's your favorite flavor, Paul? I don't know if I've tried all of them to say I have a favorite, but tonight I am drinking a strawberry. Strawberry is a good one. I, I can co-sign that. That's, that's a good second choice. Um, but yeah, so lemon lime, that's mine. So I got my box right here for it. Um, but yeah, that's so, uh, you know, if you need some hydration, whether you're going to the field, waking up from drinking too much, uh, I don't know. If you need water in your body and you need to do it quickly, Liquid IV is definitely going to be the choice for you. So like we said, head, uh, one more time, head over to liquidiv.com. And that code again is mafia underscore Moffitt, M-A-F-I-A underscore M-O-F-F-I-T-T. So thank you again to Liquid IV for sponsoring the mm. show. And uh, and yeah, we're I mean, we're we're getting through it. I, I think this has been a great episode, Paul. I, I appreciate you coming on, telling us a little bit of the, the background of uh, the kind My of the school story. Guy and uh you know yeah, your your journey into this you know dmg team so definitely yeah. very excited to see how you guys do and uh yeah we'll, we'll have to have you on for sure as the year goes to kind of see you know pick your brain about how <clears throat> you think everything's going mid-season check-in i'm all about it thanks yeah, for having a little, me a little little mid-season bro. invitational <laughs> yeah so what's up now dude oh, <laughs> no no I, I i thought he was gonna say something more but um yeah so uh thank you again to liquid iv um other you know fucking i i don't know that got me off my train wreck my train of thought there because i thought paul was gonna say more words and i was not ready for it um but yeah so for brandon uh baird and uh stephen hatch uh my name is ryan mafia moffitt uh and also for our guest paul stillard as well uh this has been another episode of from the sidelines episode 31 and uh we'll go ahead and catch you guys on the next one bye <laughs> peace out